And we are live. You want me to... Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast. Uh, the mobile version tonight, uh, a couple of us are uh, heading back to our studios as we speak, but we will uh, be uh, connecting there shortly. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us this evening. Uh, a lot to get to tonight. As we always have on the Cantina Mekis podcast, it's for there's never a shortage of topics for us on the Cantina Mekis podcast. So we're glad that you guys can join us tonight live on YouTube as we are every Thursday night. I know we're a little late tonight, but uh, some of us uh, had some work issues. I'm actually on my way back from a Texas Longhorn baseball game that I was uh, had the privilege of working tonight, and uh, others uh, as well are trying to uh, get their way back to I guess at the studio. So we'll be. Do you hear some strange noise? Because get to tonight, and of course, uh, you can listen to this and our previous editions of the podcast. Uh, you can download from the podcast center at iTunes and Google Play. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, and of course, you can like us on Facebook. And please follow us on the Twitter at, at Cantina and Mickey's underscore pod. And you can get some of our information there as well. But before we jump right to the topics, uh, lots of stuff to talk about tonight, let's uh, go ahead and introduce the panel. We do have, uh, as always, a distinguished panel of guests. We have with us joining us down in Kyle, Texas, which is just southeast of the greater Austin metropolitan area. Talking, of course, about Albert El Chiquis Campa. Beto, how are you? Hey, doing good. How's everybody? Glad to have you on the show, Beto. Beto, are uh, are we uh, are, are are we are we witnessing the, finally the uh, the moment where MLS uh, becomes a little bit more competitive and Conca champions, or are MLS fans spiking the ball to two? I think it's. Uh, I'm enjoying the three zero, the Dempsey, uh, I can say. Uh, motions and all this it's pretty it's pretty entertaining but it is the first leg so it's it could end up being a big flop <laughs> we'll have to see yeah well i mean i don't think that all three teams are going to end up i mean this is just me personally speaking i, I think that uh you know i do think that the new york red bulls will probably go through i can't say the same for chivas or or, or uh or i'm sorry for for toronto or seattle i think that they have a lot of work to do even though chivas has played very poorly at home over the past what year uh, I do think that they'll still be a very tough out to get at home, and 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 sooner or later Chivas is going to break through with the goals, and you know it could be that they because it wasn't like I mean either of those teams Toronto and and Seattle it wasn't as if their defense was oh yeah they had chances well, I mean, had chances I mean Tigres wasn't even trying and they had a, a, a couple of really good I mean what I mean by not trying it wasn't that, that, that they weren't they just weren't being offensive they were content to long ball and hope they get something instead of actually trying to build something in. And Chivas was dangerous uh, pretty much all night. Um, not as much in the second half, but in the first half for sure. So I do think that uh, that they have some opportunities there. But we'll definitely keep an eye on it. I mean, again, I mean, you know, for folks that think that this is going to be a a constant in, in between MLS and Liga Mekis, I mean, the, it's it's sooner or later, it is going to get more competitive. And, and could, could this be the sooner or are we going to be the later next year? Only time will super duper heavy favorites in this tournament, which is still the Club America, and they had absolutely no problem uh, 
getting past thousand four zero. But we'll uh, talk about that. We'll talk about some other stuff. But we can't do that before we're, before introducing the other member of our panel who's with us right now. Joel Aceves joins us from. Are we northbound or southbound on the four hundred five? Hello, John. Joel, are, are we northbound or four hundred five? I don't even know, man. I don't. I'm just, I'm just driving aimlessly. You're just driving. Four hundred five north. Are you? Yes. Okay. So are, are you are you headed home or, or are you? I guess I'm picking up the some... Six Flags Magic. Or what, what are we doing? Oh, I'm 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 uh, going to Irvine. Left <laughs> Irvine. I moved on up, John. Did you did you did you move down to the OC hall finally? Yes, I did, sir. My apologies. <laughs> my uh, my sympathies. Oh, sympathies. Yeah, I'm it's, not a big fan of Irvine personally. Oh, it's a, it's a little well, it's a little uh, it's a little sterile. Oh snap! Well, I'm new to the area. I don't have any. I've only been there like a week. So, so good for you, though, you, man. You got your inflatable doll as uh, your your passengers, so you can do the carpool. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin cutout. You know what's you it's know what, what, cutout. what's amazing about 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 Joel's passenger there, Juan Oliva joins us. Is that they always look surprised when they're in the car. They always have that that look that they're very surprised. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, well, we have, uh, once again, uh, we are, it doesn't happen very often. It is happening tonight. We are outnumbered. We we have three West Coasters. We have uh, Daniel Preciado joining us from Escondido, down, I guess, south of where Joel is. Dan, how are you? Yes. Um, We're like an hour, an hour away from me now. And if I'm not mistaken, Dan, I believe that that leaders was that right now as we speak that that your team is 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 sitting comfortably atop the table. Oh, yeah. I don't know about comfortably, but they are sitting atop. Yes, and and uh, and, and and Johnny <laughs> Tavares keeps scoring goals like 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 Jared, Jared Borghetti in the. In the early part of the decade, just scoring goals in bushels. Yep, it's uh, they're they're riding high right now. I, I is it? Well, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to get too excited. They could be peaking soon. They still have a considerable amount of uh, pretty good matches, difficult matches. Still have Puebla. Um, I think we got Monterrey coming up next. So some tough matches for sure. Now, Let's now, Dan, can, do uh, you trivia? Do Sorry, you attribute ninety five percent? Do you attribute ninety five percent of Santos' success or a hundred percent of Santos' success to the firing of Chepo de la Torre? His absence, his absence has I, I'd say it's responsible for at least ninety percent. Ninety percent, at least. Well, Dan, it, 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 it's good to have you on the show again, as always. And, Happy to be here. Uh, you know, it's a special. It's it's a special treat. When when the profe Juan Uribe joins us, now I used to call you profe Candarayas, but I think he used to get upset with that. So I decided <laughs> to just call you the profe profe from now on because you haven't really been talking up the uh, exactly you haven't really been talking up the, the the Pachuca side of things. But I'm glad because I know you watched last night, so I'll ask you straight up: Does Chivas have a chance to advance in the Conca Champions, or are they going to be? 
a team that loses at home to an MLS side to be eliminated in the quarterfinals. The first team ever. No, no, no. They, they, you know, first of all, you know, uh, good evening, everybody. And, and uh, John, I'm not, I'm not offended uh, if you call me Profe Cambarayas because then I know there's some humor in it. And I'm in on the joke, but when you just call me Profe, you know, Profe Juan, then I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if you're, if that's a, you know, title of respect or, 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 or uh, you know. Of course it is. Or, or, or an ironic title. So, yeah, you know, so I think, <laughs> so actually that upsets me more, but <clears throat> no, I think Chivas. No, dude, you're, 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 you're the, you're the show's uh, coach, dude. Absolutely, man. You're, you're, you're the mister. You're the one that when we're down, you need to come in and you need to give us that, that extra boost like, uh. Like the uh, the lady owner in in, uh, in in Club de Cuervos when the team was down and she came she came in and and gave them the motivational speech about the Pope you know that's what we're looking for you oh um, like the owner that's what we're looking uh, for from you the, the owner of the of the Indians in a major league that's right that's right exactly <laughs> all right, all right no, awesome but my my awesome. my question still stands my question still stands will Chivas be eliminated or are they going to make it to the quarterfinals and play in all likelihood. Uh, Red Bulls, um, which I, I, I'm sure that our other team I would be thrilled to go see. No, you know the thing is, I, I think Jolie he doesn't like when they lose, but I think he enjoys like like beating himself, like uh, like that character in, in what, what, what movie was it? In, uh, it's with oh, the Tom Da Vinci Banks. Code. The yeah, Da Vinci Code. Code. Yeah, the Da Vinci Code. You know, he he strips down. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Bell. Forget yeah. his Silas. Uh, you know, he beats himself. He's you know, and he's praying, and he's like. Uh, he like he enjoys himself. Uh, is that why Ronnie does it? Beats himself? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, okay. But see, the thing is, I don't think that that Joel is part of Opus Day because that's an Opus. I think it's part of Opus Day Dreamers. So I that, 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 that's what. I don't think I wasn't here the way you guys are talking. ¿Qué dicen cuando no estoy culeros? No, no, we're just talking about how. When, when you watch uh, when you watch Chivas, you watch it, you know, like the guy from Da Vinci Code whipping your back because ah. you can't take any pleasure from their from their success. <laughs> no, I'm actually been a bit disappointed with with the last match. I, I actually was doing homework and I saw I saw the Seattle Bounders against Santa Tecla, and then I saw the team. And those teams aren't aren't better than Chivas. They're they're much much more humble, uh, you know. Santa Tecla is pretty much semi-pro, and and the LAFC only had a handful of preseason games. And, and I saw, you know, I saw Seattle struggling, and, and I well, felt, you know, you know, one of the uh, one, yeah, and, and one I, of she the was uh, having, but, go ahead, Juan. Oh, yeah. Then and then she was just they had an extra day of rest. Given that, uh, you know, Seattle had just played. So, you, you know, you know what I, I think in that regard is that that was Chivas' uh, third game in like uh, in like seven days, right? And it was, you know, they were they were coming off that very emotional, very physical, uh, classical game. So I think uh, you know, I haven't watched the whole game, but I've read a lot of reviews that say they, they look a little. Coel, like, can you mute yourself, dude? Yes. As yeah, you were okay. saying, Juan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, 
I, you know, I, to me, I think it's just is their third game in, in, in seven days, and it's like an emotional rebound from the Super Classical game. I, I mean, that game was was really intense. Um, but you know, you know, John, um, I just want to go on the record. I'm sure Jolie's this. Well, Jolie's listening. Uh, you you asked Wait, last let me, week. Let me let me write this down. I, let me let me write Jolie's this down. Mole, Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you ask if I was Jolie's Tuso in, in the organization, and and I'm not, <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But you know, I'm not. I'm I'm gonna protect the uh, uh, Jolie source. Let him sure. reveal. You know, but it's not. It's definitely not me. It might be Salcedo's sister, but you know, don't quote me on that. We will pretend like you didn't say it. So, so the question yeah, still yeah. stands now. Now, Alan Pulido today, when they were back in Guadalajara, was quoted as, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me. But I'll paraphrase. He's basically saying we don't have the players with the the guile that, that is needed to, to, to win games like this. We don't have the players with the you know we're we're very we're very I'm not going to say inexperienced, but but a team that's not not necessarily naive, but a, a team that just doesn't have that, that 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 you know that that group of players that can will themselves to getting a result. Which you know, frankly, it was funny that he said that yesterday. Because was it yesterday where 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 Juventus played Tottenham, and that's exactly what uh, one of my favorite Chilini. players of all time, Chiellini, yeah. uh, was saying about Tottenham. He's like, he's like, we knew that Tottenham said, said they're a great team, you know, they have a great future, but they they just don't have the players that have that kind of experience to to, to carry through. We knew that sooner or later they were gonna, you know, it was it was it was gonna fall apart for them, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it it almost sounds seems like that could possibly happen happen to Chivas because so he's the, the real. Go ahead. So he's calling them. Uh, I guess Jolie would say they're all pechos fríos. Uh, that pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, he yeah, pecho fríos, and and it's almost the way he said, it, at least the way I understood it. You can correct me if I'm wrong, John. It sounded like you know, it's like they don't have the the pedigree, the history to come up with the needed play to win. Right. He basically we says that, like, that they, they haven't gone they... to the well. They haven't been at the well long enough to know how far down they have to dig deep to get, to get a result like that was, was whereas like, just, whereas like, yeah. And like, whereas he like, you know, being part of Juventus, he was like, you know, we just kind of like, it was going to come around our way eventually because that's what we do. Right. And maybe they're used to they're used to their the way their system their their team setup is they grind out ugly wings uh, ugly wins all the time they're in in ugly ugly games all the time so they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're they played ugly Serie A which is what battles. they do yeah now and I will I will say this about Chivas I'm not, I mean I am making the comparison but Seattle Sounders is is by no means a, a Juventus at all I mean that's just I mean I know that they've done well in in, in the league they've been runners runners up. But I mean, I mean, to me, Chivas next week is is a game that they sh- that they should be able to get the goals they need to uh, to now they can't they cannot let Seattle score at all. If they if they do that, then they're going to be in big trouble because then they're going to have to score three. You know, the thing too is I think Gonzalo Pineda, one of the Seattle assistants. So I think I mean, in that respect, he's kind of maybe that gives them a little bit of an edge. Yeah. yeah well, let me too. put it this way: if if Chivas loses next week, Gonzalo is going to be very upset. Not not Gonzalo Pineda. 
Gonzalo Chiva is going to be is going to be very upset with. Uh, <laughs> with yeah, Gonzalo. Let's be honest, though, man. It's pretty piss poor, and it's, it's looking pretty dire right now. The, the 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 season's pretty much lost, and this was basically like the one thing that could kind of salvage the season. And yesterday was not very encouraging. I still think they're going to pull it out. Um, but definitely not encouraging. Um, I thought I thought I thought Cholos would 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 more than likely be the team that would probably get bounced out of the competition. Um, like you said, I think Chivas is 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 the better team, but they're not looking even remotely close to. And and I think it's, it's I mean, kind of funny and pathetic to, to, for 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 Pulido to make such comments because I'm like you just won right. the league a year ago right it's like it's like it's like it's like you should be the it's like you should be that guy I mean don't go sitting there and looking around the, the if, if you're looking around the locker room for that guy why don't you look at yourself dude yeah you should be that guy they made a, a gigantic pile of money to bring you in and you and you have delivered the why you know what is it about now that that, that you I mean. Why do they have a crisis of confidence? Like that chance that he missed was just embarrassing. Against the goalie? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, the, like, and you awesome. knew that was going to happen. I'm like, the dude had way too much time to think about it. And then like his second touch was, was, was horrible. Awful. And he gave himself a, and then his finish, even, and I still think a better cold hearted striker would have put that away still, even. Hey, but you to know defend I mean? the Chivas though, to defend them. If you say that they're gonna, that you think they'll get past Seattle, I think if they even get past Seattle, they have a pretty good chance of going to the final against the uh, Red Bulls. And then we all saw either Tijuana or Red Bulls. Either one, they would have a good chance. Well, I think Red Bulls is gonna go through. So I think they have a chance there. And then they make the final and say they go against America. They just tied Ooh. them in the Classical, so Ooh. they're gonna play up to the the competition. Chickas has been listening to my comments. Yeah, so they have. They have. I think they have one game. I think it could totally change. And I guess the comments from Pudelash are disheartening. But I think the next game they could be a totally different team. And I don't think they played too bad against uh, Seattle. They had some good offense. Well, we want to hear from we want to hear from you, Chivas fans that are listening to us right now. Post post on the chat. Tell us what you think. Should Chivas fans start cracking each other's heads open and eat the brains? Is it, is it, is it all over, or, or or is there still hope that they're gonna that they're gonna find a, a fresh resource for them to uh, at least feast for another for another round of Conca Champions? And also, I think I, it's time we start questioning Almeida's involvement. He does share, uh, you know, he has his share of the blame in all of this. Uh, just the missing out on on the league—that's that's a fracaso by itself. And they're struggling more than they should. I think he kind of sets them up like that, though. Excuse me? He sets them up like that, though. Like, kind of the way he talks about, like, them not getting the players that he wanted to to replenish the team, you know. And all that just plants seeds that you're not good enough. Which is odd. Like, again, I'm going to say, it's like, you just won a championship less than a year ago. The team should should not be this low on confidence. I, I agree, and and the second thing that I think a lot, a lot of people shouldn't forget is that one of the goals for the club is to have more players from the from the uh, youth teams. So, it shouldn't be an excuse that we don't have players when when they're trying to promote 
more talent and have a more just just more players from the cantera overall. Well, let, let's talk about Chivas, like the the, the the players that are on Chivas right now, starting eleven that are on Chivas right now. Okay, it's eleven Mexicans. Uh, you know, you know, out of those eleven Mexicans, how many of those players are even being considered to make the final twenty-three for the World Cup? I'd say Cota as a third keeper. <laughs> and how, how many of, of Chivas? How many of Chivas' current players came through the, the through the academy? You know, uh, of their starting eleven. How many of those players were they were they produced in house? I think they they've been having to buy uh, because uh, the cantera hasn't been producing at least the quality that they need to be competitive. And you, you look at the back line, we got what? How old is uh, Salcido now? 37, 36? His Salcido's in his mid fifties. You know, I mean, this, this, he's probably one of the last uh, youth players that I mean, they got a few promising, play, interesting players on, on the bench. Uh, JJ Macias and uh, you know a few other players, uh, but I think it's just uh, the Cantera itself hasn't really produced uh, to the to the degree that they need, and and they they uh, and the and the future doesn't look uh, the outlook doesn't look very bright. I mean, in the in the youth youth national teams, usually you see several Chivas players, at least four or five, you know, throughout the throughout the call-ups, and I think there's been a drop-off in that, and uh, I mean, you know, we could attribute it to Jose Luis Real uh, uh, not being in the picture as far as, as the youth teams getting less call-ups, but, or the change in leadership, you know, the change in the system, because uh, Almeida's like, he's directly responsible for it now. Uh, to what degree is his involvement, I don't know, but he, he's got the, from what Jolie has been transmitting and basically what's, what's been in the press, is Almeida's a uh, you know, his head's on the platter as far as he's a guy responsible for for everything, for the performance. But, I mean, the goals haven't come in, uh, but I think the team has played well. And, and if we contrast or compare to the way the way Cholos has been playing, you know, Cholos, uh, last week, uh, I, I was at the game, the, the, the CONCACAF uh, Champions League game last week against the Panama Club, Motawa. And, I mean, you know, like, there was nothing else Coca could do with that squad to, to make them score. You know, the, you had guys missing wide open chances, one one against the goalie. You know, so well, I think to to a certain degree, you can blame the the manager for the for setting up the team a certain way. But if the players aren't, you know, I mean, is he gonna put on the shirt and score the goals himself? Well, you know, is, can he do that? Well, let, let's talk about the, the, the two moves that Chivas made between seasons that, that, that are now, you know, you know what, what was, what was the, the end result? The first one is they let J.J. Vasquez go. And, Dan, what, what would you say has been one of the, the biggest reasons why Santos has been in the goals? Why, why... What was the question? Yeah, you broke up again, dude. He, he was talking about who attributes, aside from Tavares, who would you attribute Santos's success? Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, easily Gallito. Right. I mean, how can you let a guy like that go? Oh, they're talking about, you know, when you're Yeah, he's the reason I think that they have a, a legitimate chance of winning because he's a proven champion. He's won. 
Right. Where he's gone. Against Vegas. So they let him go, and then they had the whole Alanis novella, which lasted, what, what six weeks into the season. I know he's playing now. So, so those are the two moves that Chivas made to, to start the season with. And obviously, both moves have been complete and utter disasters for them. And unfortunately for them, um, you know, you know, things haven't gotten better. I mean, they've only won five games at home. Five games at home between last season and this season. Yeah, the, the goalkeeper thing was also another big deal because it, it ties into the whole Alanis thing where they said they didn't want to have players with with because Alanis only had six months left. And then uh, they go and sign Cota on a six-month loan. And uh, Pachuca doesn't want to sell them, but at a very high price. And Chivas had gotten a few other keepers back I also think it sends a message that the coach doesn't trust you if he if he's gonna push hard to bring back a player to be on loan that's gonna be gone soon. The coach right. Is yes. Very Those he doesn't trust them that that they need more more signings. They didn't do any uh, new signings in the off season. And then Pulido said the same thing just recently. Well, but they did do sign. I mean, they brought in they brought in Cisneros and Sandoval from Santos. In, in positions where they just didn't need anybody. I mean, they have they have wingers and offensive midfielders coming out of the woodwork at that Chivas. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And, you know, the Cisneros guy, I, I think, has potential to be a great player, but he wasn't. He didn't even start. They started the uh, Godinez kid last night. And the Godinez kid who scored in the Super Classico. So it's not like, you know, he, it's not as if he hasn't been producing either. So, um, but again, again, positions that weren't necessarily positions of need. And it just it just makes you wonder, you know, for a team like for a team as proud as Chivas is and, and, and for as loyal as their fans are, and for as dedicated as their fans are, it, it just seems to me that the that the Chivas team never lives up to and not necessarily that you guys have crazy expectations, but I mean I, I think the expectation of, of wanting a team to be run well and competitive, at the at the very least competitive, is something that should be a given. And, you know, Chivas, for as many good players as they have, I mean, they should be just smoking people right now, and they're not. And, you know, John, you, you made a, a kind of a, uh, a point. Maybe it, was a, it was a little subtle, but they brought in – they, got rid, of, go they got rid of proven players, and they brought in potential, right, prospects. Right. You know? I mean, which national, is fine. National... I, mean, I mean, bring those guys in, but don't get rid of them. Don't get rid of them. I mean, you – you you got rid of a guy. I know that Gallito maybe hadn't been playing as much or as, as well as he did when he was at Leon, but this was a guy who dominated two of the best midfielders on the planet. I mean, took them took them to school for ninety minutes. To school for ninety minutes. You know, you know, one of the best games I've ever seen any midfielder play for Mexico. I mean, he has that capacity, and to just. I mean, it, to me, it was just it was it was it was, it was a very questionable move. And, uh, you know, to just I, – I, I feel – if Pumas was playing better, I'd feel really bad. But I, I do feel bad for Chivas fans because they deserve better. The team should play better. They have – it reminds me so much of, of 2013 when, when Chepo has, you know, all these players, but they just they, – they, they're, they're desperately trying 
to do something and they don't know what to, what to do or how to get there because they don't have anybody. There's no leadership on Chivas right now, you know, as as evidenced by that quote that Pulida has. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, we're looking for somebody. That should be you, dude. Step up. You know, like take it, like take that, take that role. I mean, you're the one earning the big yeah. money. You're the one that, that, exactly. that you're the big name supposedly from Europe. You know, you're, you're, you're supposed to be the superstar of the team. I, and this clearly shows that he's not, doesn't have the, the wiring for it. Yeah. And, he, he, and, lacks, and, he, he lacks that confidence, uh, Dan, going off of what you're saying, because the really good players like, like, Cristiano or Neymar or or Messi, they, they go up to the challenge. So I'm not saying he's at their level, but you, you could have that attitude, that kind of arrogance, sort of Oribe. like, like see happen. I think Oribe People. is a, a, a good example of someone who 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 believes in himself, who knows that he's going to do it. I, I, he's I got would that say confidence. Well, that yeah, dude, that that guy was great, man. But yeah, so, and going so, back to so, going back to your point though, real quick. Uh, sorry, uh, as far as the signings go, I think losing Gaito is even more exemplified when you when you keep in mind the, the horrible backline that's there. Like especially in center back's position, it's so weak that like he offered the one little bit of protection for those center backs, that, and and you remove him, and now you kind of have no no bite in the, in the midfield. And then you have like true troncos um, in the, in the, in the back line. And it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. The, the, the you could tell the offensive players are, are, are pushing way too hard. They're, they're dribbling. Like I see, it seems like every player on the team plays the exact same way. They, they, they dribble great. They dribble, they dribble past maybe one or two players and then, but they hold on way too long. They get dispossessed. And then they they get put in a position where they're they're wide open to to, to take in another goal. It's uh um, they're they're, I, they're I pressing they're pressing they've been pressing for they're for absolutely months. pressing and 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 as far as signings go they need to be they need to shore up that that back line a more they didn't need Gael they didn't need um well I could understand maybe going for Ronaldo just because you don't have a goal scorer which is odd because he's being played in a completely different position now. Um, you would have. I don't know. I, I guess I would have thought that that they would have gotten for someone to to shore up that that back line because that's. I think you can't win if if you're going to be yeah. giving up goals all the time. You know, you know what? I mean, uh, if you're going to give up Gallito of Santos, at least get at least get Nestor and Alpha for him in return. Um, that that I think that signifies the bad negotiation from from Iguera because that's that's basically how. The other teams were trying to negotiate with Chivas. Basically, you want our top Mexican player pay us this much, or give us this other player in exchange. Yeah, but you see, but, but that's I think, the problem, Joel. Is it is it going after the top Mexican players? You know, is you know it, it looks good on paper, and you know the fans are great. But you know, I met I met Pelaez when he rebuilt America. He didn't rebuild America going after like the top of the top player. He got solid. You know, why not get proven Liga Mekis Mexican players? You know, they don't have to be the flashy ones, but I mean, they can certainly be, you know, like a Carlos Esquivel. 
I mean, I, I you know, not necessarily him right now, but just as an example of a of a guy who's been plugging along for, I'm sure, I think I'm out actually, for 10, 15 years, et cetera. I'm in a dead zone. Hey, one thing I noticed though against against the Seattle the Seattle team is the typical U.S. versus Mexico or even MLS when they just sit back and work on the counter. It was it was like Mexico from like ten years ago, where Chivas was attacking, attacking, not really getting a good clean shot, and then Seattle was so very dangerous on the counter, and uh, and their defense was like all in disarray and they was out of position. It seems like the Mexican mentality. They don't know how to beat the bunker. They don't know how to protect the counter attack efficiently, and uh, that's that's what the game looked like. All right. So uh, before we move on to the next these... game, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I'm, I, I got shot in service right now, so y'all keep talking. I'll join you guys in about five minutes. Right. Did, did Prophet Cambia Raya say that Chivas can pull out the win at the Akron? Yeah, I think absolutely. we all think we all said that. You don't think they can do it? No. I think it's possible, but I think I think the upset is just as possible. I could go either way, you know. I think uh, sometimes it, it's, it's mental and, and it could affect you. I think that's a bit of what, what Chivas is going through right now where, you know, the mental aspect of the game, you know, especially going off of what Pulido is saying. It's, it's, it's like you said, they, they seem to have lost a lot of confidence. Uh, you, I think. Yeah, you know what, Jolie? Um Yeah. Going to that Cholos game, it gave me a really good idea of of how uh, you know Coca sets up the team, what, what he has his players to do, and there's a few things that to me, I, uh, if they're you know a team, of, uh, it just gave me a better picture to understand how they play, and I would like to see. I wonder if Michelada, uh, what's his name, Rigo, when he when he went to the Chivas game, if he if he was able to take some pictures of of how they set up in certain situations, like in a corner, um, in the throw-ins, or any time. The, I, think, I, think, I think Rigo uses FIFA for that. Who? <laughs> I think he uses FIFA for that, oh, okay. to simulate those stuff. I, I think they... Because, because, I mean, that really gives me an idea of, of, of whether Almeida is, 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 is really growing the team or how limit he, limited he is tactically, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to, well, if you have a picture like that, cause like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'll you what you. happens on the corners, dude. Yeah. He, they put the two short dudes on the corner, the, uh-huh. what you call the La Volpina corner kick when you're just wasting a guy, man. Oh, the, the short corner play. Yeah. But they don't even do I mean, the short corner you know, most of the time. Well, I mean, wasting. if you got a bunch of midgets, you know, it, it's I, still, you, still, you can mix a guy in there and do something, even though well, he's short, I mean, he's not going to get better. Look, if you think your players have superior one v one ability, um, and and you, you, I mean, if and if it's to your benefit to hold possession, then I, I don't see a particular problem with it. Now, I mean, it's just it's just they they gotta get they gotta try to get something out of it, and maybe 
you know, maybe they use their tall, you know, cross one in once in a while. You know what I mean? They do cross. That's not well. From what I can tell, they do cross it. They they're just having two guys back there, just like to fake it, and they never do the short corner. They they pretty much cross it most of the time. From oh, what I remember, okay. but it's just like waste. Yeah, yeah. You're just using a player for no reason when he could have at least been. Yeah, 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 you know what? Going off, of, going off of what I was talking about the height. If, if you see like the amount of corner kicks the team gets, and how many connect or how many are dangerous, like headers. It's very few. So in one of their last games, uh, I don't know if it was the one against America, out of like 12 corner kicks, only one was was like a, a dangerous shot. All the rest were just wasted. Alanison will be the only one who'll get head well, on. Well, that could be part of the, 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 the strategy defensively for the opposing teams. It's like, go ahead and, and give them the corner. Like yeah. if we have time to set up, then we we could we could feel pretty comfortable that we're going to be able to defend them because they're all a bunch of shorties, and apparently they they don't they can't really get open on these on those plays. So that might be you know part of the strategy too. If you know that your opponent can't do anything on set plays, just give it to them. And and, um, and, and on those corner kicks, you know it, it's it's perfect if you're a counter if if you want to. Hurt them on the counterattack. I mean, that uh, a corner kick is is the best time to do it. You, you know what, Dan? Going off of what you're saying, I I have felt in a way that a lot of the teams had figured out Almeida's tactics, and a lot of times set up their team in a way that yeah, Chivas might look good because they have more possession, where it seems like they're creating all these chances. But then of the day, if if you pull out a tie from the if you if you take a point from taint from the away game or or you know, and, and just seeing how many points Chivas has gotten or almost no wins, you really can um, use that argument that the team is looking good. Oh, I mean, you can. If they're, if they're creating chances, they're getting shots on goal, they're just they're simply not, not finishing them, Jolie. Yeah, but how you long are you going to hold on to a coach if, if the results... I mean, look, look at if, if you add up the last two results, the, the last two liguillas... If you add all the points, Chivas will still be at the bottom of the table. Yeah, well, that's that's why I want to see, I want like, I want to see a complete tactics to get a like a complete opinion because, like, I'm getting the suspicion that as far as the Bielcista, you know, or Bielsa, uh, uh, what's it called, a uh, follower, he's not a, uh, he's not he's on the lower end of the spectrum as far as quality, you know, like the, what was the name of the guy at Puebla? Uh, I forgot his name. Okay. Uh, oh, you know all these all these Bielsa disciples. I I think Almeida he's a he's a decent one, but he's a little immature tactically maybe. Um, and I think Diego Coca's another Bielsista, right? Another Bielsa disciple. Uh, I mean, so he's not at the level of like a Sampaoli or a, even Pochettino. Or, or even uh, Guardiola himself or Biasa himself. So, you know, I think it might be time to find a, another coach, maybe. I definitely think has, he's lost the team. I, I think he just doesn't adapt to, to, to the way teams are adapting. Like you guys said, maybe they kind of, they figured him out a little bit and he's not changing his set his setup. And I think, too, um, the spacing, the off-the-ball movement, it, it's not there and, and he's and he's not correcting this. <clears throat> which is why they're stacking these 1v1 
these players that seem like they're good at one v ones and kind of uh, uh, trying to rely on them to 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 grind out games to you know squeeze out wins and uh, so it could I be, just don't see how the team's gonna. I just don't see how he's gonna be able to turn it around. I mean, if he if he's series? that said, I'm, I'm thinking that not beyond the series, just like uh, and even just trying to salvage the the season, like to not even to make the year, but just to to not finish dead last. Well, I mean, they, they gotta give him. They, they gotta give him the, the squad to compete. You know, there's a couple games Dude, he's got the squad. where he took out he he took out Pineda, and so tactically he 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 screwed up. You know, he should. You know, that kind of lost the midfield, and the team went the team went to shit, and the defense was getting exposed, and they they came and they ended up losing their time. <clears throat> but I think overall, uh, I mean, Michael Perez last you know the last few seasons he was he was balling. He, he was playing out of his mind, so he was benching Gallito. It wasn't that Gallito was 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 doing too That's bad. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Michael Perez, Michael Perez was at another level, and I think just this season, there's been a few players that they're not performing to to what was their to what they had shown, and there's really there's no good backup to 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 bench them. You know, the same way Gallito got pushed to the bench by Michael Perez. Um, so I mean, I think that the the, the roster is definitely an issue. And because they're stacking all these wingers and all these forwards, and they're not really, they're not, they're not rotating them in and out to get them going. You know, like uh, I think two years ago they bought a kid named Alejandro Sendejas for uh, from FC Dallas for I don't know, I, I can't remember how much if it was half a million or two hundred thousand. Uh, and they kept bringing in wingers, they kept debuting wingers, and it, it's just, you know, I don't know, they can't figure out which ones they they want to go with. Um. And then maybe too when when they brought in Pulido to me that broke some of the chemistry the players had because they were it seemed like uh, uh, Cisneros and uh, what's the other forward's name again? Well, uh, I I do, I do think he, he added. I mean, he 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 helped them win the championship. I mean, oh, definitely, definitely. But I think he broke some of the chemistry because uh, be, before he came in they were like on a big win streak. The the team was just flying high and it was just a bunch of rookies, you know. And and the the, the rookies were all benching. Uh, the top players, Gullet, Culpeña, Gallito, even Pulido himself had to had to wait his turn, you know. <clears throat> and I mean, I think that's that's just what it is. Just the backup. There's no there's no backup players to bench these guys. No quality. I don't know, man. I see the team, and and it's essentially to me it looks very similar to the championship team. Uh, granted, roster. I know. Yeah, the roster uh, seems paper, pretty mean? close. Yeah, I don't think they should be performing as poorly as they are. I really don't think so. I've hey, seen hey, enough but... of their games where, but there's just no finishing product. I mean, there's a lot of attractive play, but no goals. And yeah. and they are and there are chances. I think the roster is fine. I think the Almeida said at the beginning of the season where he didn't get a, get a big signing. He showed lack of confidence in the current players. I think that's just an excuse because things weren't going well. And he wanted to read. And I think that also got into the players' heads too. Is like we're not good enough. Our coach is saying it too. Yeah, he said it first, and then Pulido repeated it just recently, and they're all buying into it. So I don't think, like Joel said earlier, that it was like a a confidence. And and, and Almeida's done this before too, where he's made these like comments where he he feels he, he's so handicapped, and it's. They... I, I I don't know, man. I, to me, it's just like it's it's, it's excuse making. But like worse than that, it, it, it plants those seeds of doubt in your players. Where you should always, 
despite of what you may think and 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 whoever lost is bad they are they may be put out there and just say no man we're better than this we we're, we're champions we, you know we should be we should be playing better like to you make those comments about not having the roster you want you know to your bosses well, he, he did that to 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 lessen the negative perception that they had on him as a coach he wanted to keep his stock up higher because he knew it was going down and uh, he, he started wanting to shift the blame. I think that's the way I, I view his comment. Well, cause he's, you, you well, know he's been making comments like that. Even, even during, even while they were being, even while they were successful, he was making comments like that where, you know, if he's speaking to the, the Argentine press, he's like, yeah, well, you know, it's, Oh, you mean, Hey, hey dudes, don't forget that from his, his, his uh, champion championship winning squad, they, they sold the, uh, the main guy who, who scored the, uh, that was like either their first or second best goal scorer in Gulit. He was their wasn't he their scoring leader the, the, a year ago when they were champions? I don't know if he was their leading goal scorer. I mean, yeah, you I, might I be think, right. And he didn't, you know, he came. He it was like uh, he would come in in a game with with you know sometimes thirty minutes left, twenty minutes left, and he'd come and score a goal. And and he did that in the in the final because he didn't really fit into the way. Like Almeida wanted the team to play, so he but he still recognized that it's a quality player, so he would still bring him in when he needed a goal, or he, you know, and and that's funny that you mentioned him he though because on, he's another player that I would not think of as leader. And what, what, but that's the thing that he, you know he he had a role and 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 it, and it seemed to work before, but then they got rid of him, and they have nobody to turn to to kind of uh, because Gulit's a, a different type of player, I think like. Right now, Amado's really especially kind of compared to, to the players that that, that are is. that are on the roster now. I I agree with you, man. Like he's 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 a physical presence. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, so I think he he has a more vertical style of play as far as down the middle. Uh, so and, and I think they're missing that because he was just you know he would just make things happen even by himself, even without uh, you know, getting that many minutes. What do you guys think about the just to change it up because I I think we're we're exhausting the whole Chivas talk. Where um out of the other teams are you guys worried about any of the other teams not qualifying in, 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 in Champions, the Champions League? League? Yeah. I I think the I think Cholos is out man because like I went to their game last week uh in, in Tijuana against Motagua and and they they just couldn't finish. They had a you know, all their strikers, like they had four strikers, uh, their their center mids. They had all these shots on goal, and they made the, the you know, the what that was. Is that a Panama team or Honduras team? I, I forget. It was Honduras. I believe it's Honduras. 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 Yeah, yeah. So they, they made that Honduras, Honduran goalie look like a superstar, and most of the shots were like straight at him, or or they, they just they just whiffed the, you know, they just barely missed the, the goal. Um so they got a bunch of bottlers up front. I mean, they're quick, they're they're skillful, but they they can't finish their chances. They're, but you know, they they still they get so many chances that they might just they could salvage it. But I could see them, uh, not going through. And and and, and secondly, I think uh, Coca's a, a system where it's an attacking uh, system that tries to be uh, you know how do you say uh, enjoy enjoying as far as you know ple- pleasant to the eye. Yeah, I, I, it, it's not complete. I think because uh, there's a lot of situations where I see, I see bad spacing between his lines, between his midfielder, his back line, and his his forwards, and and he would never address it. He would never, you know, and I, and that's just the way he plays. So I think he's a little tactically immature. 
for my taste, at least as far as what he's trying to do with his team, I think uh, he he could adjust the the space the spacing in the between the back line and the midfield, especially when the midfield has a ball <clears throat> and they're they're not pushing forward, you know. Yeah. Or, well, no, or, I mean, in, in throwing situations as well. Yeah, I, I would agree that, that that's to me that's the team that's more likely going to get eliminated. I still think Chivas are going to go through. Um, I think Tigres probably had a. Uh, they're going to have. I think they'll, they'll have a relatively comfortable time in Monterrey, and America looks like they're um, at least in Concacaf. They're 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 flying. But uh, easy easy path in Tauro. They're already through. Yeah, but they're doing it right though. Like I mean. That's what you want to see, right? When you play a team that you think you're considerably better than, is actually show it. Yeah, I mean th- that's where I like. Do I think Cholos is 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 a, is a less lesser team than than New York Red Bull, who's just coming off the of preseason? No, but they lost, you know, and 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 really badly too. It was a really poor game, really poor match. And then Chivas. Kind of a similar thing, but I, I think there's a, a a greater potential there. And then going home, where MLS teams, for the most part, have not traveled well to Mexico, they they, they tend to they tend to lose big. So I'm thinking the Chivas will 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 muster up some kind of a confidence and and pull through. Tigres, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna walk away. You know, it should be interesting because the the obviously Toronto is a pretty good team, um, but I I do think that Tigres is going to be too much for them. It would have been interesting had they met maybe later in the competition, or if Toronto was maybe matched up with other Liga MX teams, which I think they, they probably would give them a better game. But I don't think they're going to have enough to for Tigres. I don't know what you guys think. I think they'll wear them. They'll wear them out. But I think Toronto is going to put up a fight in Monterrey, and it it could be it could be pretty close. But it, it all. I, every time MLS teams go to Mexico, I always see them uh, succumbing to either the pressure or the fitness or the depth that the Mexican teams have, and then they end up winning. The Mexican teams end up winning. Um, but actually, to go to what you said earlier, I think the Tijuana had a lot of chances and a lot of pressure when they were down one zero. They were trying. They were trying hard to get that thing back. And I think they looked pretty good, but like Juan was saying, they just couldn't put it in. They just couldn't score. But they were like pounding on the door hard. And then once the second goal came in, it was just pretty much over. Uh, I think they looked... You know, it, it kind of reminded me of Jolie at Whataburger, you know? Do you what? Mean, you mean me at Whataburger? You know, guys, you know once, 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 once That's again. actually Ron. That's Ron. Once again. Is that so? Well, who made you pulp this stuff, huh? <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously. So sorry, Miss Y'all. I'm, I'm assuming y'all wrapped up on your on your on your Chivas talk. I tried to. Chivas. I tried to. Don't we we, we could have done this. They could have kept going all day. So I I, I tried to yeah, did, did, veer did, it into the. Did we have a good Chiva contra Chiva, or was it or was it amicable? Mostly amicable. Um, I think yeah. everybody's kind of like a, it's mostly doom and gloom at this point. So so typically, I mean, everyone's I guess joining. Jolie. Well, you know, I, I did notice the olive branch. The olive branch when uh, when Juan did ask or or did make the point that uh, 
the Real, the Real was, Real? Uh, yeah. Yeah, was was uh, <laughs> was not there and not in charge of the youth. So I, I did I did I did notice that uh, you know there was uh, there was some oh, no. flowers some flowers thrown. Not no, was, not John. Is the sabios reconocer errores? That was low hanging fruit. That was low hanging fruit. You know, I, I want to see if Jody would take the bite. But uh, you know, he knows he's been served already, so I think he just kind of balked at it. Well. Now, as now, I don't know if you guys talked about this because obviously I've I've just joined uh, here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. But to me, the biggest difference in that game last night between Tigres and, and Toronto was the pitch. Uh, I mean, I think both teams were uh, slopping around, but I do think that that, that Toronto's fluky goal is going to be is going to be tough for for, for Tigres to overcome. And uh, it, it, like, if they don't score in the first you know thirty minutes or so, then as as y'all said, it's going to be. You know, and then that's what it—that's what this tournament should be. It should, it should be interesting. It should be exciting. And that's exactly—is—is—isn't that why we have this tournament? I mean, seriously, is, is, is it fun for the guy Mackey's fans to watch? I disagree, this John. Watch plow. No, I disagree vehemently. No, I think most Liga MX fans are tuning in, um, hoping, maybe expecting an MLS beatdown. <coughs> you know. You know what watch, I think watch, is a, a little. Watch the pipe. Watch the pipe. Yeah, careful, man. Mute yourself, yeah. bro. That's right. <laughs> no, no, we, we, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I think it's a little pathetic for the Mexican clubs because they got a, most of them got a, a starting lineup of, of uh, foreign players. You know, Argentines, Brazilians, uh, um, etc. Chileans mostly. And, it's, 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 now, it's now Chileans. So they're stacking up on the Chileans. I think uh, uh, what like eight years ago it was it was Paraguayans, right, and, and Ecuadorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Colombiano. There's still a, so, a few sprinklings you know, here and, and there. And, and and now what I notice is with the MLS clubs is a lot of them are uh, doing the same thing. No, they they like uh, I think it was I don't know if it was the Red Bulls. They had like uh, uh, like seven seven homegrown players. And I think Toronto's pretty. Yeah, but that, big that's not normal. Uh, no, yeah, dude. Yeah, if you look at if you look at MLS top to bottom, you you they actually have more foreigners than League MX. Well, but yeah, but the teams that are competing right now with the with the Mexican clubs are, you know, head to head. Um, they have they have they have more homegrown players than the Mexican clubs, and I think yeah. that's just that's just something interesting to look at and and. I mean, I don't know if that's a trend or, or if that's going to be a trend, but I, I don't right. think like, you, you you can look too much into yeah. it. The, the, the league is, is is being built on. I think they're they're relying less on on old stars, but I think what they're doing now is they're filling up the teams with serviceable players, third level South Americans. Yeah, they're they're copying. They're they're like Liga MX two point oh. Yeah, they, I mean yeah, they, that's they could essentially be, how they're filling it, up the rosters. I, I, if these teams, if these three teams are, are are a trend as far as the the rest of the league, that remember you guys had a kind of a a point where you you thought more more Mexicans would end up playing in MLS, based on the fact that these guys uh that that's going to be an opportunity they don't get in Mexico. Well, so here's think, go ahead, Juan. Please, please finish. Well, well I mean that that's just what I think. There's a lot of Mexican Americans in the in their in their academy system so i mean that that's a possibility i think now that i i didn't think was possible but i think you guys might be right there well here's uh, here, here's my queja with with this whole uh if you don't mind i, I, I want to register a queja is that may i on this whole mls with south american do, players i mean do this it. is this is a an unbelievably massive opportunity for 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 for, for young mexican players 
to uh, to, to to take to take advantage to to, to get this gigantic vitrina that they would just and it, it, and instead it's going to you know there there's uh, like LAFC has Carlos Vela and then the guy that scored the goal is what a 19 year old Uruguayan is 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 isn't is that uh, Joel. That is correct, I, sir. Why can't that be Ro, Ro, uh, Ronaldo Cisneros? Or that kid, Macias? Because Uruguayans no more than, no, are, are better at soccer than Mexicans. Hey, that Rosy kid has a lot of hype behind him, too. Well, my, well, my, the my finish, point is... The is, finish is, is, was is pretty it, spectacular. <laughs> I mean... My point is... Well, the, yeah, the, both the pass and the finish, I mean, that was yes. a world-class play. It was a great goal. Yes. Maybe, maybe maybe Chivas should have sold the uh, trophies. That could have been trophies there. Hey, it, hey, you know what? You might joke about it now, but after I see trophies sending out, yeah. you know, people think he's going to Europe, but he's more likely to be in an MLS team than at least within the next one. Yeah, two, yeah. Trophies played it. He's Europa, never played Europa in Europe. Nicaragua is, is no, it, he, if he plays in Europa. That's gonna stick be a fork in him, dude. That dude is never going to Europe. Oh, trophies! And, and with each passing um, week, the chances for Pineda and Pizarro are are are, are dwindling as well. Pineda yeah, I mean, still has a little bit more hope because I think he is younger than Pizarro. Or am I wrong there? No, he is. He's like two years younger. So I do think he still has a little bit of time, but it's really just. Discouraging I mean, signs all around, man. You know, that the whole team is disappointing the crap out of me. Yeah, the disappointing for 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 you know for for Mexico fans, but for Chivas fans, they have a guy that you know, like, like I mean, you know, they, they should be talking about uh, uh, Pizarro, Pineda, and uh, and Pulido, like the three Ps. You know, I mean, think about them and, and just nada, well, nada. Well, look, Trophies was was Chivas' best player early in the season, and I mean, he was getting the crap kicked out of him. Uh, so I mean I could see a, you know potentially a drop in form in these 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 last few games, but I still think uh, you know he's probably Chivas' best game or best player, if not second best player. Pizarro didn't Pizarro. even play against against. Did he come off? Did he play the second half? Pizarro last night. Yeah, he did. He did come in. I believe so. Yeah, because I'll admit it's the se me fueron las luces <laughs> about halftime last night. I fell asleep mercifully. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but uh, so I I did not get to, uh, but I did watch that later today. Well, we were just kind of going through the the teams of a uh, that we thought might not make it, and and I, I I'm still kind of thinking that Cholos is probably the only one that will be eliminated in this round. Yeah, I, I think all three of them have a chance of not making it, honestly. Uh, but I mean, I do think that that, that 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 Cholos is the one that is in most danger of not advancing. Then I would put Chivas second, and Tigres third. I mean, I think Tigres is away goal is going to save their ass. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I think I'm actually thinking they're going to win more easily than 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 we would probably want to think. Even even though it's Stuka and and he likes to keep it close, regardless, I think they'll win comfortably. And then they got Gignac up front. Yeah, yeah. I mean they have a great team. I mean, obviously they have a great team. I mean, there's no. I mean, but you know, you know, Tigres has laid eggs in this tournament before. So yes, they have. You know, they could they could lay a big egg. And uh, they probably are feeling a lot more pressure for this particular match than than Toronto. I mean, Toronto is expected to lose. 
they're you coming know, off of preseason. They have all kinds of excuses that they can lean on to, so, to is like, hey, you know, we have nothing to lose. Let's just play. Where Tigres has that. Be, it does seem to be some pressure from the fans because they're, they're comparing themselves to Monterrey. Whereas Monterrey has won that cup and they have it. Well, we've talked about it on the show too. I mean, it's it's the one thing that that's uh, that's eluding Tuca. It is Tuca's white whale. It's a. Um, no, well, it's it's not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continually refer to him as a semi choker until, no, no, until, no, until he shuts I'm, me down. Oh, you mean? This about Tuca. He, he's never <laughs> he's never valued the international tournaments. I think that's bullshit, dude. As, I think that's no, bullshit. No, le voy a discutir con usted. How dare you, he, sir? Even. Going back to He's, what it was like around '97 when they were inviting teams to Libertadores, and he straight turned it down. He was at Chivas, and he said, "We don't have a squad to compete. Thank you, but no." And he. he that's what I'm saying. So that's not really valuing. If anything, you're you're saying your team's not good enough. But I mean, in that particular instance, but no, I'm just saying he's never given importance to him and. And look, I think his his gamble has paid off because he's the one coach that's never been fired. I'd rather I'd rather Tigres win Liga MX than uh, champions, Conca champions. Well, I personally want the Conca champions to be effing huge, to where it's like it's it's like appointment viewing when it's on on Wednesday nights in, in the in, in the late late winter, early spring. So. You know, so you want to see Chivas lose? I don't necessarily want to see Chivas lose, but I mean, I just, I, I just, I want these games. To, you know, I wanted to, you know, I want to see, you know, Fox Sports and NBC on doing doing desk pieces live from Vancouver or from Kansas City or or Torreon. You know, it's because it's a huge or San Jose. I'm, I'm with you, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, what I, cool. that's what I want this tournament to be. I want it to be as big as I want it to be the the, and then and then you start sprinkling. You know, a couple of those, like invite two South American teams, or you know, or whatever it is, and just and and then you know, do like an exchange program where we send a couple of ours down to the. It just it it has the potential to be this 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 gigantically awesome tournament played in in, in, in the great cities. Of I'll be honest with you, John. America. I've liked every version of this competition. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like it. I, I like it's like you know it. It's this is our region, however shitty it may be, but this is our region. So what, man? Like, I like you know it, it's it's a different kind of game for sure, especially when you're playing some of these smaller teams. You know, they're they're doing what they can, so the games get a little bit sloppy. They get a little ugly. I I don't know, man. Like I, I dig it. It's it, this is what this is this is our area. This is what we should be playing. This is what we play. So like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I want to see the teams get better so that the competition just. You want to see Cibao and Tauro play? I, I understand the MLS. I, I like I like watching all those teams, dude. I don't my, get a chance to see them. Hey, man. I think it's fun. This is the, the, the best round of I'm 16 not a snob, game dude. The, I'm not a yeah. snob like you. The best round of 16 game was the Cibao-Chivas game in, in Cibao. It's that not snobbery. It's, it's, it's the desire for to watch quality soccer. I, but the only I, way you're going to get the quality soccer, Chiquis, I agree with you, but, but it, it, it is, they have to play. They have to play each other and make each other better. It's the only way. Let them do that. But th- this whole tournament to me is 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 just as valuable as Superliga was back in the day. I think Superliga was when Donovan missed that that penalty against uh uh 
What's that dude? Miguel from Pachuca. Calero. Yeah. Calero. Miguel Calero. That Superliga? That wasn't Conca Champions, was it? So that so that even it Super... might have been Interliga. I don't even know. No, it was Superliga. It was Superliga. Superliga. Okay. Even even cool. that small tournament was great, just because of Liga MX versus MLS and MLS getting humiliated in the in the end. That's why I'm watching this tournament. And if MLS actually beats all three of the Liga MX teams, then I'll just sit be sitting back here laughing as well <laughs> because of you know the you know well the loss. well watching. Why do you watching... want to watch MLS get humiliated, Chiquis? Because it's the rivalry. It's like it's like uh, when Johnny Rico was tweeting out today. He wants to see Chivas lose to Cibao. He wants to see Chivas get the most humiliated, uh, you know, elimination ever. And that's that's the rivalry. That's that's what you. I'm want. with you, Beto. I'm petty. I want to see. That, that's like, my main interest in Conca Champions. Right? When, when I'm when I'm watching these competitions, yeah, and they're going up against a Mexican team. Yeah, it's the rivalry, and even even if they were playing a Central American team or or, or a Caribbean team, I'd be laughing at the MLS team losing. <laughs> I I can't lie. I, I take a I take a lot of pleasure in, 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 in even if I don't even catch the game, but if I see like a a, a surprising scoreline, yeah, I, so I, I can't help but laugh. It's not Major League Soccer for you as much as it is Major League Schadenfreude. <laughs> I think it's just mostly U.S. Mexico, kind of it just in soccer terms. It's like, yeah, you know. You know, I'm not like, gonna lie. I've I, I, I can't... felt that way uh, in, in the past, and uh, you know, there, there are moments. You know, obviously, if it's a league I make, you know, the, the the league that I grew up watching in MLS, I'm gonna, you know, root for for the league I make you side to to win, and you know, hopefully the in a, in a, in, a, in a good match, and uh, you know, the the fan of me says that, but. You know, I I also want to see this tournament grow, and I think that the only way that that happens is for MLS sides to start winning uh, at junctures like this, and then when I'm not saying that, but it, but eventually it will happen, the, and it's going to happen. The logical side, the John. The logical side, yeah, I agree with you. You know, like for the betterment of of, of everyone concerned, yeah, it would behoove everybody for everybody to get better, no, no doubt. But I'm still a fan. And when it comes down to it, it's, it's, it's funny. And even, and just to go back to like Betzel's point earlier, like, you know, sports is where we get to be our, 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 our most pettiest versions of ourselves. And, and we take pleasure in seeing the teams that we don't like lose. Like, I mean, I'm not a anti Chiva. Um, I kind of, defense can, can get a little bit annoying. So, so I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, I took some pleasure in seeing them lose. I was rooting for them, but when they ended up losing, it it it, it caused a you know it made me laugh. Just, Can it, I uh, share something that's been very been dogging me for for going on? I guess it's going on almost uh, at least well, I guess about a month or so. Is the freaking uh, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl win? Man, I I can't take it as a cowboy as a cowboy fan. I can't take it. I can't I can't take it. It's been you hate you hate them more than the skins and oh heavens absolutely okay. absolutely man but it's it's not really it's not really the Philadelphia Eagles themselves as much as it is Philadelphia Eagles fans and not all of them I know I know the, I know the Eagles have great fans I, I've met you know normal people that just happen to be Eagles fans I, it, they do Philly exist. man but uh, no I just I, I I just find their fans to be uh, um not necessarily obnoxious but but you know to the point of just of just being mean. 
And uh, because of that, I've just, I've just relished them. You know, as I wanted to, you know, to, just like I said, to get this far and just lose and just be humiliated and the whole bit, but it didn't happen. So yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I, that I, that, I, that I'm, I haven't quite come to terms with. Hopefully it'll happen at some point in the summer. That's interesting, John. I, I've always wondered about that a little bit because it seems like that's a, they all kind of hate each other in that, that whole little group of teams. It is. It, I mean, I think you can say that about any, any of those uh, divisions, but uh, you know, it's funny because the, the, the team that I hate the least out of those of all would be, are the Redskins just because I think there's just they, they, that there's a lot of respect there, but the, uh, the Eagles and Giants, he's, he's no mind that says that I can't, I can't, I can't deal with either of that, but the, it's, worse. <laughs> it's rough. All right. It's rough, but uh, that's the, that's a topic that, uh, you know, I could, that I think the Hoed and I are, uh, and are a lot alike when it comes to the way that he, he views his Chivas and I view the, and I view the Cowboys. I think that I'm, I'm the one who's, you know, whipping myself watching cowboy games because it's uh, it's mostly pain. Yeah, it is. It is mostly, mostly hurt. Pain. Yes. Hey, well, you you got to enjoy that that nineties uh, cowboys. So we did, and that was a lot of fun. I got to enjoy the seventies cowboys, a lot of the seventies cowboys too. So that I got to see both in my lifetime, and uh, they were both uh, really, really, really fun to watch. Very entertaining. No, no, you have uh, the Raiders. Uh, See, not just, <laughs> you know, just because it just it just doesn't seem I have to I have to do this just because it's just rough. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's, it's it's been a rough month with this Eagles thing, so I have to put sad music to, to make fun of myself for being so somber about the whole thing. So, so so you're not happy with uh, Chucky coming back to the sidelines? Oh, I don't care about him. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, usually when guys take a few years off like that and they come back, it, it's not necessarily the same. Maybe things will be different for him. He'll suck. I, I, it's like that that, that scene in uh, in. It's like that in every sport, John. You don't, yes. you don't, you don't, you don't. The 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 game the game passes you. But you know, you know what it this leads guy you behind. He's he probably had more access to tape, you know, of, of different teams, different uh, tactics than than than. Than he did as a coach, so I think the, that break might be giving him an edge at least to know how everybody else plays and know their. Do, uh, uh, am I am I sensing Juan that you're? Uh, oh, he's a fan. You're a card oh, carrying member of the Silver and Black. Man, you know what? I I, I mean, I was very upset, uh, <laughs> violently upset when the, when the tuck bowl, you know, the, the the tuck rule, when the Raiders lost because that was that. That's that's the. That that is easily the worst call I've ever seen. Anymore. Easily the most correct call ever made. I mean, it, it was correct because they changed it. The next it was a season, terrible right? rule. Yeah, you're right. It was it was a correct call. Terrible rule. Just just terrible. But it was still heartbreaking because you know, it's so funny, man. I actually remember that that, that I remember exactly where I was, where I, who I was watching with, how happy I was, how much I celebrated for hours and hours and hours afterwards. <laughs> Dan, you oh, are. Man. I'm not gonna lie. You are. You are bringing the heat tonight, my friend. It is. It's just funny, dude. Like, there's very few teams that, are like, you know, like U.S. Men's NT Raiders. Man, those two teams. Like, yeah, man, fuck them, dude. Twice. <laughs> so you're, you're a Chargers fan? No, dude. No, no. I was actually a 49er fan for the longest time. I I can't call myself still a fan because I haven't watched a game in a couple years. So I'm, I'm, I've kind of lost interest in, in football now, but, but, but yeah, up until a couple of years ago, I was, um, 
I was a 49er fan. I grew up uh, watching Joe Montana, who I had the pleasure of meeting once. Um, did you ever? Yeah. Did you wash your hand? Did you wash your hand after you met him, or did you? Or did you he did you actually it? offered me a drink, and I had left the restaurant. Um, I, I approached him. I was I was collecting my last paycheck at a restaurant I was working at in Marino del Rey. And um, as I was picking it up, my buddy calls me up. He's like, dude, Joe Montana's here, dude. I was like, you have to come down here now. You have to hurry. So I, 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 I drove over there, picked up my check, and like sheepishly, like a little kid, all nervous, approached him and, and, and introduced myself and just told him, you know, what a hero he was when I was a kid. You know, it was just like, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like really pathetic showing for an adult man. And Don't act um, like you got a that's uh, that's impressive. Now we probably should uh, uh probably uh, put a button on this. Uh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I would want to. I'm sure Hoyle has, has. If he's if he's still driving, he will have fallen asleep, and I don't want him to have an accident on the 405. Uh, well, oh, most, got, just, got, let, let me just wrap this up real quick, John. Though, yes. So, as I walk away, my buddy, um, on my behalf, uh. Bought him a gave him something I forget, and then he's like, "Oh man, bring him back, dude." He's like, "I want I want to thank him, like I, I, I like I wanted like you know let me like take a picture or something with him, you know like I, that's the least I can do." But I had left, I had already left. Anyways, we can proceed. Yeah, I, I think Jolie's good because he's got his John Cena cardboard cutout with a surprise look, you know. Right? Oh, for his uh, for his ride down the, down the four hundred five. Yeah, his carpool. Place. Yeah. All right, so uh, I wanted to jump into uh, you know staying with Concacaf because I think it's just really interesting what's happened this week. They had a rebrand. I don't know if y'all saw that. They have a new logo with uh, with with distinct little parallelograms. I guess we could call those things little little diamonds uh, that are each represent the, the forty one nations that are in Concacaf. And they announced that they're going to start the uh, the the Concacaf Nations League, I believe is what the official name is. And uh, they have it, it's set up just like the the one that we talked about with the UEFA uh, a few weeks ago, where they have three pots, and then uh, the lower pots play into their into the upper pots, and vice versa. The lower the upper pots uh, lose into the the upper pots lose into the lower pots, and. Uh, the way it's going to work for the for the top shelf is that it's going to be a group of three. So um, on a on a fecha FIFA, one team will always have uh, well, will have a, will have a buy for for the for the for the for the group stage of that. So there's still going to be an opportunity for for uh, teams to play uh, friendlies outside of the tournament in this uh, in this little setup. And again, it's it's designed to. Give the uh, uh, the little minnows a chance to work their way up to the top, and frankly, I'm okay with it. I think I think it's uh, you know Me- Mexico if if they play in this tournament as far as Morelia, you know, they're going to be playing Honduras, El Salvador, uh, the U.S., Canada, Costa Rica uh, for the next couple of years. I mean, those are those are the, the teams that they'll be playing with the most in this thing, and then obviously we'll start with the with the hex, et cetera. So. You know, let, let the uh, let the little island uh, folks have a chance to uh, play in something, and also work their way into playing to the gold cup stuff. I think it's uh, I'm 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 perfectly fine with it. I know Chiki that you uh, do not feel the same way I do. Hey, uh, John, question. 
uh, is is there teams that are automatically qualified? Because um, I know under Gold Cup, like U.S., you know, Mexico, uh, they're always in. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is is that they're ranked. The, the teams are ranked, and then it's the top. Uh, the top teams. Uh, the Concacaf. I think Joel posted this on Facebook. Uh, maybe it was last week that the the Concacaf now has a ranking and and their teams that are ranked. Yeah. So the only way that Mexico can fall out of Pot A is 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 if they lose, is as if they're relegated, so to speak, into uh, into Pot B. Because I see the qualifiers starting in September of this year, uh, for yeah, for... but Mexico doesn't, doesn't play uh, play doesn't play in this tournament until next year. Oh, all right, all right. So it's just <clears throat> basically the the Concacaf minnows trying to exactly yeah they're they're they're, off, they're, they're they're playing themselves into in, into the tournament. Which is, I guess, that part didn't change from the the Gold Cup to this to this. No, but, but you're there. right though. They, they expanded it to include all. Like I said, it's just not just the UCAF or the Caribbean Cup. It's like it's like it's you know they're all play each other. They'll have a couple of rounds of play. I guess they have a couple of rounds of play to see also where they stack up, etc. So interesting, yeah. And then of course you know they'll have some some of some weeks where they'll be able to uh, play. The, for the, the problem with the friendlies though is is that you know these other countries are going to be doing the same thing. So there's just not going to be that, that that many opportunities, you know. They certainly can't, uh, you know, play one in Mexico and then one in Europe. I mean, that, that's just not going to happen. So in, in that sense, you know, they may they may uh, lose out on some opportunities. But uh, otherwise, they'll you know they'll, they'll you know I, I, you know, who are we kidding ourselves? As if Mexico would play. You know they might have one friendly every two years in Europe. They're they're playing everything in the states. So let's let's not kid ourselves. So they'll they'll still be able to do that. Yeah, I think the most I've ever seen Mexico play in Europe is when they're because they have the, the World Cup is there and they right they'll, know, they they'll, do a little, little two or three games, which I'm sure they'll do again. Yeah. So hey John, so I guess this this kind of affects uh, uh, Mexico's uh, participation or possible participation in in. Uh, in Copa America next year as well, right? No, I don't think so because I think that the uh, like they're only doing this during Fecha FIFA. Did I mean this isn't like an outside tournament? This is a a, a Fecha FIFA uh, way of 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 playing. You know, making sure the teams stay in the region, basically. Oh, okay, okay, I see here. So, so forty teams are in, will be in, right, and then. And then the championship is March 2020, and the the group phase is September, September to November. Um, so we don't get the we don't get two gold cups a uh, 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 per cycle. Oh, oh don't 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 think that that's not still going to happen. <laughs> so one will be League of Nations, the other one would be uh, yeah. But again, the League of Nations they all, they're only going to play that during Fecha FIFA. So all right, yeah. So they're they're not they're not they're not, they're not cutting they're not carving out any other part of the schedule to, to do this. Uh, you know, we Mexico can always play Iceland and Wales. Hey, you know, Iceland should be thankful to Mexico for as many friendlies as they've played over the years. You know, you know, the Moleros paid off for the for, for the Icelandic for the Icelandics, the, the Vikingos. Coed, did you fall asleep? Are you are you back with us now that we're we're back talking talking footy instead of pointy ball, as as you like to call it? I don't, I don't think Hoyle is I'm back. back. I'm he's back, back. John. He's back. He's back. We didn't, back. we didn't put you to I sleep, was did listening. 
No, no, I'm just running some errands. The way to put you but to I sleep. Was, I, I was listening I think, uh, to the... I think our friend of the show, Sergio, was, was enjoying the Raider talk, though. Is he, he, is, he, is he a Raider hater, or is he a... No, he strikes me as a Raider fan. Oh, que la me llaman para atrás y luego me corta. Sorry, sir. I wanted to take a peek. I took a peek at the chat to see what the people were talking about. Search is long overdue to be in the show. He's a man. He's a friend of the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna more than likely drink with him tomorrow. So I'm happy. I'm happy he's gonna be making a. The drive from from you know, uh, Orange should, County uh, tomorrow. And a resident Americanista has been MIA. And it's surprising because we're doing good. You know, I think because of that, I think that we should just 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 to. <laughs> you know, I play that as much for Ron as as I do for Hoyne. I hope you don't mind Hoyne. I actually rather you know enjoy it, but I, I I I like I like the if you could somehow mix in the the sound of the eagle at the end or something. Oh yeah, let's see. Like let's maybe see. make a, a custom one. Oh, I see. Like 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 edit it together. Yeah, like where you could yeah. just like you know, like like a yega and then. Oh, see, I did. Uh, I do when I when I do play that clip, Dan. I do pot up the eagle there at the. I don't know if you noticed that, but I always bring it up just so that, so that it's hey. audible. Hey, I, I read somewhere that uh, that uh, Sevilla was thinking of adopting that that Parchis, uh, uh, uh anthem as well, modifying it to fit their, you know. Since, well, since it, it does make sense because that would was, be cool. Was a Spanish <laughs> band, so I'm not sure exactly where they were from. No, and, and America so. took their anthem, right? So, well, America had the anthem, but you know, but but when Parchis came over in the in the early, I mean, it was like 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 the no, British I'm saying invasion. their 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 new their new their new. Uh, Song that they came up with, I think it was a, a oh, ripoff of the Sevilla. Total ripoff, yeah. So it'll be kind of cool that they can, like, you know, swap, uh, sw- swap songs. They can be like uh, sister clubs. Sevilla doesn't have enough syllables. You know, you have to say Sevilla. I mean, like, you're missing one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't work. It wouldn't. No, work. it wouldn't work. Well, you know, we we would love for 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 for, for Serge to come on and have a. Have a little. Uh... If they said Sevilla Football Club, you know, that that's a mouthful. Sevilla Football Club. Sevilla FC. It, I mean, I guess I could kind of work it, you know, but uh, hey, yeah, just. Hey, so uh, one of the guys on YouTube has a question. Uh, firm, firm sixty-five. He's asking if uh, if there's a league uh, coefficient for the Concacaf Champions League now, similar like, to like a to percentage. UEFA. Yeah, like if you know, if if, if all the champion, if they, let's say you know league rankings, yeah, the, the league coefficient where the the champion from let's say from Mexico gets a you know a higher coefficient because they're I don't know, but I would guess that there isn't um, because I believe that for the longest time um, Costa Rican teams were vastly outperforming MLS clubs at least for a while where the MLS representation still outnumbered the Costa Rican and I but I, I could be wrong but I I don't think it's 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 been necessarily used I think it's been a mixture of of maybe merit and kind of like where the money is well here's the uh I think I think Costa Rica gets three teams in 
and MLS gets four, but then they have the Canada thing, so they really get five. MLS gets five teams in this tournament. Four American teams and one Canadian team. Yeah, and and I guess like based on on like results, I I, I and that might be changing now because I, I, I it does seem like MLS teams are, are starting to bet. But I, I do think for a while it seemed like the Costa Rican teams were getting the short end of that of, of that deal. It just seemed like they they, they probably deserved based on their performance, you know, because they, they they typically would go farther in the competition. So, but I could be wrong. The, no, um, I, mean, I mean, there's no. I mean, there, there were times where where MLS wouldn't even make it. Wouldn't even make it to the quarterfinals from from the group stage. I mean, you know, this time they get to they advanced. They didn't start the tournament until the quarterfinals, so they've been given every opportunity. It is funny though, right? Like the 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 the, the opportunities that the MLS sides have gotten, yet the league as a whole, they're very they're they're very much like Tuca, where they don't really respect the competition all that much. I mean, if, if this was a competition they really wanted to win, they would somehow find a way to to to, to start their season earlier, to give their chance to give their teams a a, a legitimate chance of winning it. Right. I mean, it's not just that, but I mean, I mean, they also, I mean, I, I think the MLS, uh, you know, heavily lobbied uh, as well as Mexico to, to to not even have them play the first round. I mean, for MLS particularly, because I mean, that that, that that's when their season's winding down, and they're, you know, they, you know, there are teams that are in a playoff push that you know have to make a nine-hour trip. I mean, who wants to do that? You know, you know, midweek to to go to some place that there were it's you know ninety degrees and ninety percent humidity, in the, you know, especially in the summer. I mean, you know, the, you know that that certainly was not uh, something that that they were wanting. I mean, you know, a lot, the, you know, they're in the middle of a play, of a playoff chase. So, you know, for for them to to not have to worry about that and to have this, you know, as the only thing. I mean, you, you're right, Dan. I mean, you know, at at the very least, have a little, uh, you know, of the four teams that are playing. Like I said, do a preseason quadrangular where you all you all play each other and then have a you know and then have a final. So you know, somebody gets four games out of the deal. You know, in in good, uh, you know, against good competition. Hey, uh, hey, John. I guess I misunderstood uh, the, the the listener's question. They they're asking for a, a league ranking, as in which is the best league in in Concacaf. Um, but I don't I don't think that. Oh, the best league is Mexico. Or... Yeah, I, I guess he's asking for a formal ranking, though, if there is one within Concacaf. No, I don't think that they rank the leagues. Uh... I know that they started ranking the national teams. Uh, the, the, that just came out uh, last week because I know that Joel, uh, Joel posted that on our Facebook page. But as far as leagues, I don't think that there is uh, uh, there is any kind of coefficient or ranking for that, you know, specifically. But I do think, to Dan's point, that uh, you know there should be because, I mean, you know, you know, here here's one that you know the, the winner of the Copa Mekis, Super Copa Mekis that they play in in, uh, in the summer. Why doesn't that earn them a chance to, you know, play in the group stage of the champions? I, I think a fifth Mexican team deserves that chance uh, to, uh, to to make it through. So, so you know, why not? Why not give uh, Copa Mekis? So, when, you know, you know, that way they can dangle a carrot in front of the uh, the teams that are in Copa that are in Copa Mekis right now. Well, yeah, based on merit, it's it's without question Mexico probably have six teams in in, in it, but. So obviously they're 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 trying to. I'm not going to say drag along. That sounds terrible, but that's what came to mind. But like I do feel like that's on some level how 
MLS is being treated. It's like, can you just like just help us get better? Because because this is where the future is, kind of thing. Where they 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 they, they kind of shunned Costa Rica a little bit, but but, but that's honestly like I guess how how I saw it at the time because it just seemed. But now. I, 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 you know, for all this talk that you were talking about, you know, how you want to make these teams, uh, how you want to make these regions better. How about everybody get on the same calendar? Yeah, hey, um, 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 you know, you know what, Dan, I kind of have an opinion on, uh, on the on the way they structured this 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 Champions League. And somebody else has a question. It, it kind of segs into what you were saying about a, uh, uh, the the future of the leagues, but. Yeah, I think the way they set it up is to make MLS uh, more attractive to to their own viewers, you know, because uh, uh, so I guess it is to set up ratings for MLS teams because they have them meeting uh, the Mexican clubs, where which they seem to match up better, um, you know, because they're the underdogs than compared if they were going to uh, to play the the Central American clubs, where they would be more of the the favorite and they'd have to come out and play, you know. Um, but somebody had a question: Is where, where do they see Liga MX and MLS uh, twenty years from now? Where do I see them twenty years? I think that they'll be uh, personally. I think that the, 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 they'll be in some some form of more of a partnership than they are than they are now. I think that they'll probably have a combined uh, a combined one off tournament that they'll play every year, and I think it'll again. I think it'll be massive. And. Uh, I mean, I, I I I see them competing for the same players over the next twenty years, and you know, some teams in one league will win, and some teams in the other league will win. I think I think that they'll be that they'll be very competitive. Do you think they're gonna, there's going to be a it's going to be a much more balanced uh, balance? The leagues are, the, the, are going to be much more balanced as far as like uh, compared to each other. Um, I, I, I have trouble seeing eventually, the Eventually, I think it will happen. I think eventually, but I think, I think that the playing styles will be different. But 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 I do think that uh, you, you know, can't the, see me. You can't see me right now, John. But I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head like like like, like, like no like, no chance. No, not not that there's no chance. But I'm like, I guess I've been hearing this for a awful long time about the the gaps closing and and about. But like until I see it, then then I'm gonna remain skeptical. And well, how say how that... do you find the, the you know the the the, the gap closing like, like that that they win consistently? No, that they win, and so, that they so... start winning, and that they kind of yeah. like that where 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 it's not a foregone conclusion. Okay, where where like if you were to put money in Vegas, like because I'm pretty sure well, that do, it, do like, you see it, it as a foregone conclusion? Is the, these three games, any of them? For the most part, yeah. I I have uh, like I said I don't I don't I I personally have serious I I can't see Tigres not winning, not going through. Um. Now, do I think Chivas can lose? Yeah, but keep in mind this is the seventeenth team on the table right now, so they're playing like shit. So yeah, I could see them losing. Um, Cholos, yeah, they're they're actually doing they're higher in the table, but. Their current form tells me that, that that they would be so. Them losing doesn't exactly um, surprise me, but like the but Tigres and America, I don't see anyone getting touching them. It's going to be one of those two teams. Um, the only teams that can knock them out is another uh, Liga MX team, M- Liga MX side. Right. That's how I see it. So the only way that either Tigres or America 
doesn't win the. I mean, the, the only team. And I don't know how, that, how that the tables work out. Them, but yeah, well, I don't. They're think on the same side of the bracket, so they'll play each other in the semis. Okay. If they, both... you know what? Um, I I think Dan's right that those that, that Chivas and Cholos could very well lose, and and there's a, the distant possibility that uh, um, Tigres could lose, so that could change. Uh, you know the whole. Uh, the 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 gap is closing because oh man, if if they if they take out Tigres, that'll be a pretty good statement. You you know what the um the the guys uh the the stats guys the soccer nerds, uh I guess he's got some data that he's gonna uh, be releasing, where he kind of he he was kind of implying that the gap closed or it's closer than before. Well, you know, of course, it's closer a... than it was before. I mean, the, the, I mean, that's a, so. So, be, by definition, well, right. the gap is closer. Yeah, but he's. Uh, let me see. Where's the? He he put out the man. I don't know, he put out those, some. Looking at those numbers is like reading a super long article. It's like too long. Didn't read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, gotta understand all those dots and all that stuff. I, I wish Joel would come on, you know, because he's kind of got a good grasp of it. And yeah. I guess maybe. Try to get them in here and explain what what the hell they're talking about, bunch of nerds. But that's that's like going into the weeds and stuff, man. The, the gap has to like if if all three of the MLS teams win, that's where you know you can talk about the gap closing and stuff. And I think that would actually like it sort of goes to where Mexico getting eliminated the last World Cup. If that were to happen, I would be sort of not happy, but I would be like take that Liga Me- or take that Mexican Federation. What are you going to do to fix to fix what's going wrong? Uh, and the same with Liga MX, Pacto de Caballeros, and all this stuff. Fix if all these Liga MX teams. Do you guys honestly believe that if they lose to MLS, that they're going to have like some sort of earth shattering revelation? Well, oh my God, we're well, doing I, I, I actually have another question too, John. Like, do you really think? Um, do you think Liga, a, a Liga MX team losing to an MLS team is indicative of something going wrong, or maybe they're just doing something right? Yeah. You guys, it's not as if this hasn't happened before. Well, if the MLS wins a couple, knocks them out a few, you know, uh, let's say they win this year and the next couple of years. No, well, I'm they, saying lift the trophy. Lift the trophy yeah, once, yeah, break, yeah, do at least they, once. Let's say they like, lift until the next then, three I can't take trophies. it seriously. Well, if they were to lift the next three to four trophies, then maybe they're, you know, they finally arrived on the scene, and and maybe there's more money in there for the Mexican clubs to take it more seriously. I mean, is that? Well, I think them I winning it once is enough. We're like, all right, they're they're they they've clearly caught up enough to a point where they can actually lift the trophy, you know, and, and represent the region. So I, I think. Oh, you broke it, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially, and that's what I'm waiting for. I'm not. I'm not just totally trying to be dismissive, but I'm like, I need to see it first, you know, and and, and then we can talk well, about like. Oh, do you okay. think it'll happen between now and the next twenty years? I'm gonna say. I'll get one okay. in the twenty in twenty years. Yeah. Okay. In twenty years. Yes. In, in the next. In the, okay, we're, it's like prices right in the next in the next ten years. What happened in the next ten years? Well, they've won two, haven't they? No, they haven't. United won it. United won one. Yeah, but they haven't won one in the the most recent incarnation since 2008. Will they they do it within 10 years, Dave? 
10 years. Ten Within years, 10 years? I'd say it's possible. It's just that the way they lose in Mexico, that's what, like, is, I'm like, man, this team's, yeah, these yeah, teams the, are, are, are far away, man. The like, winning percentage don't... in Mexico is, like, they've, they've won, I think, two or three times out of, like, 28. And the way they lose, too, like, most of the times are really lopsided. Like, like you see, like, sixes, you know, like, six to something, five to something, like, sometimes, you know. So, so Not recently. When, when... Not recently. Really? It just seems, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It, it, three to one, two, three to two, two to one, stuff like that. I would, I would say, like the Pachuca, uh, who did they play? Yeah, Pachuca Dallas was sort of. Yeah, it was it was one one in Dallas and then two one in in Pachuca. Yeah, it wasn't too much, even though uh, I think Chucky. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe maybe things have changed recently, but uh, I just um, the record still though is still pretty abysmal. So I mean, until they're able to 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 to, to put something together like that. And yeah, until then, then I'm, I'm going to remain a, a very much a skeptic. Where I, I've been hearing the ten year, <laughs> twenty year, let's just add another ten years. Yeah, yeah, but, to but this. Those, well, those numbers they, were never they really too. realistic, though. They they yeah, won two, you know. That's old. That's they, irrelevant, they, though. Man. They, was it DC United and LA Galaxy? Are there are the other two teams that won? Yeah. yeah well, you, I mean, well, you're telling me that. Like, well, well, I'll put it to you like this, John. You asked me, do I see it happening in ten years? Have you seen the team? Do you think the teams have improved that much, or, or there's a big that much of a difference in the last twenty years? Between I don't in, think in so. The last twenty years from from two thousand eight, there's been, there's been from there's been really now, absolutely there's a huge there's a massive. I don't think so. The, oh, come I on, mean, dude. So, so some of these teams um, in MLS, like like uh, like when Bob Bradley was coaching Chivas USA, that was a pretty decent squad. That was a decent team. There's been decent, pretty good, decent teams prior, like that 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 could easily challenge plenty of uh, Liga MX sides. But as a whole, for them to for one team to actually lift a trophy, that's what hasn't happened. Like there's been good teams coming through already. There's been better players. It's not like it's been like this linear improvement where the the teams are just continually just getting better, well, better, yeah, better, 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 better. Is that? Uh... I mean, but but how how many of those teams are there now? And I think that that, that 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 that's what you have to look at to see if if the league is improving. How from top to bottom is 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 the league? You know, and, and as far as something, I mean, they're they're I believe. I mean, I mean, twenty years top ago, to I bottom. Know, yeah, I actually think it's probably unwatchable. I mean, it was I would, bad. I would guess that the the top to bottom the 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 quality might be even being maybe even getting diminished. Okay. I, I well, just because I because because of, because of expansion. expansion, yeah. Which is again why I th- you know I don't want to think broken record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I think but, uh, I think MLS has been improving slightly, but I think they've been improving because they're attracting more like uh, older European players and then more higher quality su- South American players. Younger players. I think they're recruiting a lot better younger players that aren't think, completely yeah, over the hill. If they beat out Lego MX teams on those South Americans and there are those younger and better quality, even Central American players like Panamanian players and Honduras players, if they beat Lego MX teams out for those players, that's when they'll start beating Lego MX teams in these in these games, and not necessarily. Well, see, that's they start that's, that's honestly the biggest Mexican issue. Uh, like the, the the Ronaldo, like you were saying, John. Like if they start bringing in the youth Mexican players, that's when their 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 quality is going to go down. 
that's when they're going to keep on. <laughs> One thing why, I don't why know if it's on the really Mexican players. totally on topic, but I was I was kind of wondering. I was like, I wonder if Jovinko and like uh, Gianco are looking at each other like, like if they're if they got like a little rivalry thing amongst themselves, like as being like the the European stars, I guess. El 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 top euro. Yeah. It's interesting. It, you, you know, you guys are speaking of uh, uh, the MLS quality. I, I I watched like the first twenty minutes of the Atlanta, uh, the Tata Martino team versus uh, Houston Dynamo, and, and what drew me in was it was Tata Martino's team. So you know he's a you know coach with a pedigree, uh, or at least supposed to be, and uh, it was just it was a disaster, man. They were they, I think they went down four zero three zero. Yeah, like, but I mean, like in the first twenty minutes, they're already losing like two three zero. And uh, it was just terrible. It was, uh... you know, ultimately, as 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 Chiggy's pointed out, you know, MLS is going to get better when they attract the better serviceable uh, South American players. When they out, when they start outbidding the Liga MX teams for 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 those guys, for the uh, like the Nico Castillo types. Or even like a, a Johnny Tava. When they start getting those guys, then yeah, I think that the the, the 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 playing field will be level. Uh, will will be a lot more level for sure. And 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 is it going to happen in the next twenty years? Who knows? But 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 I, but I do think that eventually it will it, it will happen. And and then that's going to be a long that's going to take them a long way. You know, as you guys said, I mean, who you know, the, 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 they both have. The, they both are going to end up copying each other with 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 things that the other one does well. And what what Liga Mekis has done well for years is is they've imported, you know, g- good but not great, you know, like on a scale of one to ten, they're bringing in a lot of a lot of sevens and eights. The nines and tens are going to Europe, but a lot of sevens, sevens and eights. So, got a lot of so you think this? Uh, so you're saying that this mixing of, of ideas is a good thing? Well, I I, I mean I honestly believe that I don't think Liga Mekis. Uh, now again, I don't live in Mexico, so I'm, but I'm, I'm not sure what the uh, what the ratings, et cetera, are down there, and 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 I know that it's still big, but I, but I do think that 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 they are ultimately going to be joined at the hip, and 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 that they're going to have a a very symbiotic relationship. Well, the yeah, that that the whole symbiotic thing, I can, yeah, that, so that... so if, hey, but, if that's um... the case, then I want it to be as good as possible. And if it means that they can have, you know, and you know, I, I, I uh, uh, Tom Marshall over the past uh, weekend, you know, uh, uh, printed out the list of, you know, these are how many Mexican players have been playing in Liga MX, and it was like, like a hundred, I think it was a hundred Mexican players playing in Liga MX. I think it was was what the number was. So out of yeah. that hundred, out of that hundred, and and the twenty or so that are in Mexico or that are playing in Europe, that is Mexico's player pool to pick twenty three guys. That's it. John, and, and this was a topic we we we've touched upon a few times last year in our gentlemen's agreement that we we haven't we haven't done one recently. Right. But but yeah, we we um it, it should be worrisome because that's a very low number, and 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 also that which is why I, I think a lot of fans shouldn't be so. So down when they see more and more players coming to MLS. Yeah, you know, I I know they want them to be in the top Euro teams, but 
I think things would change though if 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 it were players that were breaking into MLS sides and 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 performing. You know, like I mean, like I I watched this uh, LAFC uh, match or at least part of it. Villa looked really good. Like I mean, like look, man, like if if, if he was a, he was in gonna the mood be, for sure. If players are going to be playing well and they're going to be developing, then then I'm all for it. I I understand, but see, you you don't start. You know, they're not going to start from the bottom up. They're not going to get players to see if if they if they turn out to be good. It's it's like when you see like La Liga or Serie A, and they go after so many Argentines. They're willing to go after so many because they they already have a lot of the the better ones. That have already made made their players marketable. All, all those teams have really good players. So, so getting a player from that country, it, it already seems like a good buy. Which, which is, I think, that's that's why some of the, for me some of the top Mexicans have to do really good in MLS, so that when the fans hear, oh, they're they're going after this young guy, they're more hopeful. Because we pretty much and, and it's, players have it. Huh? And it's not just that, Joel. I mean, in, in addition to that is, you know, if, if you're 19 and you have a couple of good years at, in, you know, playing for the new expansion Nashville team or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you know some Benfica or, you know, PSV you know, comes calling and you're 21. Does it make a difference whether you leave from Liga MX or if you leave from MLS? I mean, isn't that the isn't that the end goal? I mean, isn't it? I mean, with, with no, the way that I, the sport is now, that you want as as many Mexicans no, as possible playing in your. No, it, it doesn't at all, John. But but still, we need we need like the Geos and and the Velas, and we need them to to leave a good impression, you know. Right. To to leave a good mark, so that the clubs are more willing to bring players. Not not you know because other than that. They're just gonna go to the proven to the proven grounds and and go after third rate, fourth rate Argentine and Brazilians. When when as you said earlier, we're Liga MX man. There's plenty of players there that the league has closed the doors to. So so who's better though, a third rate or fourth rate uh, Argentine? To or... me, they're the same. No. They're the same, but but you want player. your players because the more playing time your players have. The greater the odds that those players are gonna, end, some of those players are gonna end up doing, you know, becoming better. I know, but you're you're talking about a player who can't make it in Liga MX, so they go to MLS. If MLS is nearly the same level as Liga MX, why is MLS team gonna well, want? Well, see, there's the thing. It's not like that they can't make it. It's just that it's very limited. It, it's very limited spaces. So a lot of them don't won't even. I mean, we, we've used the example of Oribe before. Oribe took him a, a while to to get a fair shot, and he's one of the best Mexican strikers ever. And, and he, if if he was probably coming up right now, he would have had an even more difficult chance. Yeah, Oribe didn't become like a starter probably till he was what twenty four, twenty five, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and later that's than like, that, like like later than that, yeah, probably twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, hey, um, that's incredible. Could could AFC? Uh, challenge uh, uh, the the Mexican clubs for 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 getting top players because from what I understand is they they got the deepest pockets in 
in all of the league, right? And they're willing to. to, to oh yeah, to they got Vela. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, think got, I think MLS Vela. has a couple things going for them. They don't have the Mexican media, which the players hate. I think that's a, a one big thing. Um, I think look, and when they look at other guys like Gio and Jonah and Nel Vela enjoying life over here, stress free, you know, you can still play whatever. I, I MLS and you just being a, over here is is becoming more and more attractive. I think to a lot of these players, you can have a private life. Yeah, for now. So, uh, Juan, have you seen? Uh, have you been partying with uh, with, jo- what? with Vela? Giovanni Vela? Yeah. Do you know where no, they no, live? No, but I, I mean, I've, I've been watching the some. Of, I've been keep. I mean, I haven't been watching. I've been keeping up with the Lakers, which I'm sure uh, you know Vela's probably been at every game, being the ball boy or something. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, I you know, Gio's not. Not up to snuff, man. He got subbed out early in his debut game. This it was his first game. game. He... First game. And and, he, well, yeah, he and we know we know Gio. Gio, <laughs> like it's uh he's not a guy that's gonna give you like a, a full performance almost ever. So he's, 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 imagine well, him uh he'll have the best preseason of his life though. <laughs> best off season. You know wait, wait. you know, running on sand isn't easy, Beto. Did you did you take a look at some of my uh, Santos uh, players uh, training in the preseason in, in the dunes? Oh no, I didn't. Hardcore stuff, dude. You'd be impressed, dude. These were these super like steep dunes, and they were just like just mowing through them, dude. Were they shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, dude. I mean, you you, you can you can you can't you can't. Um, you can't put in work like that without with shirts, dude. You got to go shirtless, dude. Under that 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 harsh uh, Durango Chihuahua uh, uh, sun. What was their scrimmage? Top versus bottoms. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> like skins versus shirts or something? It's oh, skin yeah. versus shirts. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Versus... Yeah. <laughs> Like they're running around with their tops off, their tops, <laughs> tops off, or their bottoms off. I was like, I'm like, I don't know, man. That like, that that's not how we chose teams. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So, Joel, I wanted to ask you. So, you you live three blocks from from LAFC's new stadium, and now you've gone down the OC. So, what are you like an hour away now? I am, but my brother lives. I, I live about 10 minutes, and my brother lives much closer, so I must still be able to park in front of his house and then walk to the stadium. He'll only charge you $10 instead of 20 You get 10 <laughs> no, I think they charge up to 50 now, John. Uh, yeah, you and I paid 50 right now in front, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, John's being modest. He, he actually paid. He took out his wad, and he just... I think I said F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, that's that's the one thing where I was like, oh man, I would have liked to have been super close, but but I'm still glad the team is there. I I think two teams 
in LA is is potential for rivalry. And like I was telling some of these guys, there's already going to be three Mexicans on the field. I, I expect there will be more. I'm thinking after the World Cup, they might bring in maybe well, Guadalajara or, or someone. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I was I was looking up that that I guess. Um... Cheech and and Guardado, they can't end up on the uh, on the on the same team as Vela or Gio because I don't know I don't understand the rules but I guess their their rights are owned by by other teams already unless unless they would have to be well, traded. Only do like trades, yeah. Like it, well, Darwin's supposed to go to MLS too, right? I think he might attract some. At least I'd be. I mean, maybe I'm just I'm just wearing but, my Santos uh, hat right now, but where I think he'd be an attractive uh, signing. MLS would do him would do him a world of good, I think. Or he might go back to Santos while America takes Dijanini. Listen, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. That's very Remember when Chivas was trying to sign Oribe, they they gave him to America, you know? No, actually Chivas turned down the offer because Oribe actually played for Chivas during Libertadores. He was one of the but he was one they, of the they refuerzos. Were, they were they were interested when when he went to America. They were trying to. I know, but but at that point, Chivas already had him in the squad, and and they he played. He, he wore the to, jersey. Yeah. He, they could have bought him if they right, wanted right, to he, at that point. I mean, he was having a resurgence at that point. That's when he moved to America. But I, I I clearly remember uh, Chivas' uh, resurgence, dude. Him. Once he went, to, once he started playing for Santos, dude, he was well, a star. Well, <clears throat> well, him and Hercules Gomez, they had a resurgence there. They they weren't, you know, they had breakout seasons there with because uh, I guess they had that that Catalan working with the first team. But but you know what, Iradagori, he's on record and he said he said that Vergara never really made much of an effort. So America came in, you know, they, they dropped No the... lo quiero, por feo. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> yeah, America made the offer. She was never really made much much of a fight. So, and, and also I think overall... Did Oribe come up through the... Did, didn't he play for Chivas at one point? For Libertadores. Yeah. He, he was oh, one of the refuerzos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying at that point, the, the club could have signed them and they... Because they, they figured the that he wasn't good enough. Yeah, they chose not to. Dude, w- yeah, wouldn't another, you take him now? Wouldn't you even take him now? The, the, the be, I'm half trolling people on, on big soccer, but I'm, I'm letting them. I was like, man, you guys should be going over your. You guys should just be breaking the bank to sign this guy right now. You need goals. Even if he's even if he's even by even if it's a 35 year old. I mean, hell, you're holding on to a much lesser. Striker in Bravo for the longest time. Um, <laughs> shit, and there's man. rumors that he might come back. Oh, you're gonna upset Julie. There were no, some rumors. I, I, I don't think so, but they were that'd there. That'd be rough, dude. But but I mean, Oribe, I think <laughs> would improve the team dramatically. And he fixes that whole thing that Polito was talking about, like if someone someone with balls, you know, someone that's actually gonna like lead the team. And, 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 and tell everyone's like we're gonna win this. We got this. <laughs> Dan, Dan is sounding like a Chivarmano right now. This is Raya's move. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just a I'm an I'm an Oribe believer, dude. And, Changing from and, green and, to red. And, and, and the truth is, is that Oribe looks like he's getting slowly faded, like getting moved to side, moved to the side. Um, but and no, but I but think, I think still... recently gave him a contract. I think they, you know, they gave him a nice bonus. I'll tell you what, that goal that Oribe scored uh, against Chivas over the weekend, I, I think I think booked him a spot. Onto, onto, onto the World Cup team. But John, you know, if, there was da- that, if there was doubt, I agree with you, man. If there was any doubt know, about whether or not to include him. Five out of the last eight goals that America has scored on Chivas have been from Oribe. You know, John, thank you for bringing that up because, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Dan's mentioning that he's lost a step or, you know, but, I mean, he looked like, well, I, I mean, Alanis looked like, a, like he was freaking lost on that play too, so he kind of, but. I mean, it was a nice play. Oh, dude, you can't blame Alani for, for Oribe doing a media vuelta going the other way. I mean, that was just, you know, on on on, on his on his off foot. It was that? I mean, that's that is that is the very definition of a. I don't, I don't throw the golazo <laughs> terms. I know. Very he often. Makes it look that easy. Was John, he makes it look so easy. We think we could do it. When did golazo become so cheap? <laughs> he, he, he looked like Caravaro. Univision. Eating the recorte by uh, Chicharito, man. Univision, you mean that dude, Pablo, Ber- Pablo, what's his name? That... Well, they're all guilty, man. They're all Pablo guilty on Come on, man. It's not a golazo. The golazo is <laughs> almost sacred. You call something, you something a golazo when, when you yeah. know, something that you've never seen. I mean, sometimes, sometimes like a golazo your from a great pass. You know, that's a golazo. All the pass was outstanding. You know, you know, I think of Junior's goal in, uh, in, 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 Against Argentina in, in in the World Cup in Spain, He's, he scored the, th- the third goal when they beat him three to one, and he didn't do it. I mean, he didn't do anything other than just like put it in the corner. But the pass went through like four Argentines, just waited beautifully, caught him, you know, after a forty yard run, and just perfectly in stride, and he just pops it. I mean, that's a golazo. Yeah, the 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 golazo, um, your team, dude, Pumas Atlas. Was it no Pumas? Um, who was it? Um, where they combined and he did the dummy and he and he let the he was on a on a counter. Oh yeah 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 that was uh, like again. that was a freaking goal. Like I screamed it out loud like oh my god that was just perfect. Like, oh yeah yeah where the guy just let, let, let the ball go between his legs. Yeah and then like yeah. he just kept on going and kept the run on and then just like ah, it was just a thing of beauty man. I was like man I could just watch that over and over yeah, again. Those were the good old days of the early, <laughs> early, the early part of the or the early part of the season. <laughs> When when also was, was three winning. weeks ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I don't know if you guys watch Super Campeones, but that, that show had a lot of golazos. Well, I used to like uh, that. And then also uh, th- that show that Ron and I used to watch, the, the, the tiny little news bit on the Galavision that would show the Mexican national U- news and they would have the the sports segment. And they would do like Colección Privada and stuff. And they'd show you, you know, golazo, here's the best. You know, tiros libres and the in the in the Cruz Azul Atlas here. You know, they should get ten just just outstanding, crazy good goals because obviously because they have the whole you know have the whole catalog. You know what? I I used to love that show, uh, Super Campeones. I, I would watch it, but I think there was like one golazo in the whole series, right? Because like every episode, the the ball moved like five feet, right? But I mean, do you get your kids to practice uh, Huracan en el Viento? <laughs> That's from the the Coyoto Twins when. One of them drops to the ground, and then the second one jumps, and with his feet he propels them further up in the air. No, no, we haven't gotten to that one. 
<laughs> Did you guys ever watch Cometa, or is that, or am I dating myself? Yeah, you're, you're dating. I I think Ron would know though. Is the other one I'm talking yeah. about. Ron, I, I'm thinking Cometa maybe something went. from Canal 13 or something. No, no, it was it was on Canal 5. It was it was dubbed. It was a it was a Japanese show that uh, was dubbed in Spanish, and Cometa was the I think the housekeeper. There was these two kids, Takeshi and Koshi. And it was just a just a very weird, very weird little show. I was watching Massinger Seta, John. Was, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, that was, was awesome. like Voltron type. Looking. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to. Okay, I used to watch old. I used to watch Voltron. Yeah, okay. Or, or if Dan doesn't get it, it's like like Power Rangers, Dan, but like for the eighties kids. What are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you trying to insult <laughs> me, dude? What What the fuck, dude? Come on. No, no, no. I, I'm probably older than you. I'm probably I, I'm I'm 39. Oh, same. Name. I have Voltron. Power Rangers. Come on. Yeah, my bad, dude. Right. All right. Dan is just maybe maybe Dan's maybe legal <laughs> Just just bring it, bring it tonight. Maybe if Rigoberto, like maybe Rigoberto's, he he's he's a younger he's a younger he's guy. He's he the XP generation. Honestly, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. So, you don't remember Voltron? No. Is that is that was that after your after my cartoon watching days? Yeah. When I was a really unheaded. No, old... Voltron was legit, dude. I got I got diecast uh, for for the geeks here. Who I, I I I still have a diecast at my mom's house. Set of the of, of the whole the whole set. It's like he won't let your kids touch it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, it's missing pieces, dude. But but the, the 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 actual all the all the lines or whatever they're they're all intact and, and in good shape. Yeah, man. Those those toys cost a lot of money now. I don't know. I don't have no idea what you guys are talking about. I mean, y'all are just sitting there talking about the stuff, and I'm just. It's not, like uh, I'm uh, sorry. It, it it, I got inspired because universe? I got I got accused because I really hated the Power Rangers as a kid. I was I mean, well, it was after like I was already kind of I was already older and I found yeah, it Power Rangers. Like, what is this Power Rangers stuff? Like early nineties? Yeah, I was like, I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, I'm like, and it's a rip off of Voltron. Like I, I resented it. So like, yeah, so was, yeah, he, he. I got a little rustled when I got accused of being a, being a fan. I was like, Wait right. a minute. Is it the Power Rangers the knockoff of the old uh, anime series, the G Force? Yeah, well, that's that's where they came from. Power Rangers, but the whole color schemes and it, it was very Voltron esque. Um, yeah. They're lame, man. Power Rangers. Yeah. So I, guess, uh, I guess I'm just the Bugs Bunny guy, so I just I never got into that stuff. You were you know, into the Violet still, cartoons, huh? Th- those are still good, though, man. The black and white uh, Mickey Mouse is that one too? Uh, some of those are, are, are pretty funny. <laughs> they're all yeah. they're, they are good, actually. <laughs> if you, if I, had, you I, had, I had a professor in college who would who would have a every year would do a little animated film festival, and uh, <laughs> one of the years I went at the Porky. I don't know if you ever seen the Porky bit where he's trying to say, uh, "Son of a son of a son of a, up son of a gun." He goes, "Oh, you guys." Thought I was gonna say son of a bitch, and of course the place goes nuts. This is the lady, and, and then this this mom had like her two six year or whatever, and she picked and laughed. It's like, geez, just just from that one word, I mean, the rest of it was 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 just fantastic. Yeah, but some of those old uh, black and white cartoons are 
Interesting, to say the least. You know, I, actually, I'm a big fan of the uh, of Tex of the Tex Avery cartoons. Those are really, and those are still just timeless classics. Uh, he did like uh, not necessarily droopy, but just that 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 vein of of cartoon. Good, uh, good stuff. Well, John, we should probably wrap it up with. Uh, we, we, we I think we've had a, just a very a very good and animated discussion about the about the gotcha. You know, you know, for for, for folks that. Uh, don't think the Gonga Champions really means that much. We spent like an hour and a half on it tonight. So I just, you know, wanted to point that out. But anyway, we should probably wrap it up with the, uh, what, what, what is actually going on in Liga Mekis, uh coming up this week. Uh, and we, we didn't even talk about, see, Gonga Champions dominated so much, we didn't even talk about the class, at least, at least not while I was on, the classical. Did y'all, yeah, I, I, I did mention that uh, America struggled to beat Chivas, and they didn't look like the, the better team. <laughs> Who didn't look like the better team? America? What a shot! Yeah, I mean, for you know, for yeah, but but every every game, game, you know, win or lose, I mean, you you you, you think that Guadalajara's performance is? I mean, just want to just want to just want to rip it well, uh, when I, the game's I, over I, from your from your back porch. Hey, you know what? I mean, for being a big club, second place in the Mexican league, they played like you know. Uh, Football ratonero, you know. You know, and I'm shocked that both of you, you know, you know, being Chivas fans that you are, that whenever, and of course, it hasn't happened very often, so I, I get it. But you know, when Chivas wins, at least, I mean, maybe do it on your on your on your super secret uh, Chivas chat that, <laughs> that we all have. But you know, I mean, I would think that a, that, a, that a Chivas win would 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 at least you know have some sort of symbolic. You know, gif other than other than other than goats jumping around. I mean, you gotta like 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 drop a, you know, a a a, a, a chant to hit hitting his signature note or you know something like that. I mean, that would be a, you know, you know, the, it would have to say anything else. It would just it would just be perfect. And you guys, you guys need to get creative on your on 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 your on your Chivas victory proclamations. Is what I'm saying. Well, well I mean, I will admit, every anytime they score a goal, you know, the first. The phrase you will hear, if you are near me, especially you know in my in my domain, it will be a huevo cones, you know. Yeah. So you 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 don't get on your on your back porch and just give up. (laughs) No, you don't do that. You should. Oh, absolutely. Juan, it sounded like you're Russell because America was hacking you guys. You didn't like the physical play. No, I mean they they were hacking. They they I, I wasn't Russell. It's just I mean for being a big team, they they played like a little team, you know. But uh, didn't you get? Did you didn't you uh, didn't you say that you you uh, you were about to fight a opposing coach on your team because you were, <laughs> because he said you guys were hacking? <laughs> Is that am no, I? No, they, they were hacking us. Oh, oh they're oh, hacking you. No, no, I wasn't gonna. Were you were you were you, were they, you, were you so and gonna get stuff. after it? No, they, they, it took the, the coach and his assistant, or, or his two assistants. They came over to my side of the field to uh, to talk smack, and then uh, you know the the ref had it like. Uh, this was during know, one of your I like six year old games. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, they were ten ten years old. It's just you know they um, that other team had more colmillo, so they you know they they were losing, and their players they have a little bit more colmillo, a little bit more uh, uh, you know cancheros. So these guys are still. They're still green to that, so I mean, it was a good experience for them. And I was telling them, "Hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta match their uh, intensity and their their what what did, what did Jolie call it? The roughhousing." 
which uh, an eye for an eye. Yeah, an eye for an eye. And so the coach got upset because you know uh, I was telling my players to to you know either either they're gonna lie down or they're gonna rise to the occasion, right? And uh, I guess and, and you told a bunch well. of five year olds this. No, no, I, no, dude. They're they're six, dude. They they they're they're ready for it. At six. <laughs> so you, you, hey, man. You're, you're no, saying hey, at six, but the elbow sharpeners out. I, I, I'm with Juan on this one, man. If the other team is bringing it. You told, you told a six-year-old studs up. Studs up. That's right. Studs up, yeah. Aim for, aim for the. <laughs> planchalo, planchalo. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, you know. And I, you know, they, being, they, being they, as, 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 as ethical as you are, uh, I, I I would say that I would you know have a, have a hard time believing these they, they, these were six years old. I, I, well, I think that these are probably like are they like your right before teenagers or or do you, or do you guys have teenagers? Yeah, they're they're actually they're 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 gonna be it's um so the age group will be uh, nine and ten. So uh you know they're they're almost they're like preteens or whatever. Yeah, so you can actually start teaching them like plays and stuff. Yeah, I mean they the yeah they're, they they're, they're not just they're, running they're, around after the ball at this point. They actually have a little structure. Yeah, they're. I mean, the the players they they got a little bit of a. They understand the game well, and they and the the good thing is that at this age you can, they learn so they can still learn really fast, you know. So the other coaches they're, got pissed at y'all for playing the same style that they were playing against you. Um. No. So our playing style, it, it, it's possession, it's attacking. No, I understand that, but these other guys came in and they came in, you know, like you said, being yeah, a little, yeah. a little aggressive. So y'all yeah, were a little aggressive back, and they got mad at you for for playing the same way. Yeah, they they got upset at me because I was telling you my. Well, what were you supposed match. to do? Well, uh, that's what I told the guy. Go look, you know. I mean, I told him, look, you, you know how your team plays, so stop crying. <laughs> and I think that set him off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that set that's, up those two guys. They tried to. That's come well put, me. dude. I think that I think that's exactly. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess him. I guess that's what I don't understand. Is like, it's like, why why is the other guy the only one allowed to play like that? I mean, why, why on earth uh, well, would he? It, 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 it was the ref because uh, what happened was, it, you know, dude, they're not even league games; they're just friendlies. We went to their field, and and the ref is just being a, you know, total homer, you know, big time uh, hometown uh, advantage. Because <clears throat> then we had another game. So at the the field refs chili had no beans. Is what you're saying? Huh? The refs chili had no beans. Yeah, I mean, he was totally, you know, hometown referee. It was like freaking. It was like if if we were playing Chivas and they had Santander, you know, right? Like that sort of deal. <laughs> or 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 it was we were playing America and they had Chiqui Dracula. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand completely. <laughs> I understand yeah, completely. Or, or 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 Panama playing Mexico with a Geiger. You know, it was just ridiculous. So, so Chivas is that they're that they are they're done for the league, right? Um, and and I think that the that that Pumas are, are are slowly, slowly slipping away. Uh, but Santos, as we as we mentioned earlier in the show, a uh, top 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 of the league for for Santos, at twenty points, and then it's then it's America, Toluca, Tigres, all with eighteen. Surprising Puebla, 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 Puebla's in the house, man. Puebla, I might have to get. You know, if, if it's not Pumas, uh, you know, Puebla might have to be my team uh, for, for the for the for the for the Liguilla. Why not? ¿Qué pasó, John? ¿Qué pasó? 
I, I, you know, that I, would be. I might have would, to join you in that bandwagon, John. Make make room for me. Joel, I want to call it Puebla. Por qué no? <laughs> so you're going to be the Cambiagatos? No, Margarita. we're the no, Camote the cam Power. Yeah, that's right. The Cambia, <laughs> cambia Franja. No, it's... Uh... <laughs> cambia Gato. <laughs> cambia Camote. But uh, no, I mean, it's... Uh, so, 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 so Puebla's in there. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping there's plenty of room. And then it's Cholo. So they're not playing as bad as uh, as, as we do think. They're, they're at six with 16. And again, that 60 is only four points from the top. And then Morelia, Monterrey, Pumas, all with... Uh, Actually, Morelli was 16, and then Monterrey Pumas tied with 15. And uh, Puma, Monterrey has uh, the better goal difference. So, again, Pumas is still, you know, just, you know, you know, one loss or one win out of fourth place. So all hope is not lost. But, again, just, 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 I said 25 when I was, you know, when they were winning. You know, I'm, I'm starting the bargaining. I'm down there. Please get us 22. You know, please get us. And, and at this point, it's like, just, just get the 20. Just get the 20. For, uh, for for Pumas and hopefully uh, hopefully that'll happen. And uh, you know what what kind of power Joel does Veracruz have on on Liga MX? Because I mean I mean there's no question they have that staying power. And then and then you know they convince the league to to cancel promotion relegation for two years. Yeah, man, Goody, man. I mean that is must have some witch doctor. No kidding. Has that you know you know you know brings in the the the, the brujo to uh, to cast us off. Of course, we're kidding, but uh, you know that th th that did happen. They're going to suspend uh, relegation, but they're going to have promotion for the next two years. So this is now a race for all the teams that are in the ascenso, if not this season, next season to uh, to, to to try and make the push in the twenty. Because who knows what's going to happen after that? Do, 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 do you guys think that they'll just do away with uh, promotion relegation at that point altogether? Or are they going to they very them? well can. You you know how they did with um the the multi where they said they were going to get rid of it and and then they just kept extending the cutoff date. So it, uh, it now this is, a, this is a move to. Uh, I'm sorry, Joel. Go ahead. No, no, go on. I, I had finished already. Oh, no, I I just think if this is a move to help some of the guys uh, sell their franchises, like uh, I think. Uh, uh, I forgot. Uh, wasn't it uh, Puebla that's been in uh, on sale forever? No, Puebla just got some people invested in it, and they're the people behind this resurgence with hiring Ojitos uh, Mesa and then doing some some really good scouting to bring in players like uh, damn, what's the Canadian guy's name? Striker. Yeah. Or him. <laughs> and then Donovan? No, no, man. We're talking about Puebla. That's Donovan's Leon. That's, that's <laughs> something else altogether, man. Um, but no, no, they, they've, they've had, they did get the investors because uh, I know even Hugo even threw his name in the hat. But he ended up not going in. So, but, but, um, I, I think, <clears throat> Anderson Santa Maria is a. Oh, no, that's not no I think the underlying thing on Camille is going to be to figure out, to figure out uh, TV deals. That's where it's going to be at because now there's there's four open network TV stations in Mexico, and there's 
even more now uh, influence from the American, uh, like ESPN and Fox. So, so some of these televisoras, man, they they feel like they're losing, they're losing teams. Well, that's why they were able to uh, secure the uh, the rights to the national team for the next eight years, or for the next uh, this three World Cups, including this one. Yeah, so but, that. but 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 you know, th- there was some knocking in the door, John, because for years you never really heard about a boat or anything of that sort, you know. And and now you had that that sort of beef between Grupo Pachuca, who was pushing to. I did. I did that power that, from that they smoked. They smoked the peace pipe before the last. Uh, the last meeting. The, yeah, they had to. Man, Televisa was just unleashing everything. They, uh, they, they were making. Had their, they had their little ritual, and. Uh, so you mean the Tusos bent the knee? Yeah. To. Uh, you know, in a matter Yeah. They recognize Televisa as the king of the north. Okay. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so they, they were able to get all that straightened out. And uh, they, so they're going to, over the next two years, have two teams come up, and I think right now that Alebrijes uh, is going to be in the final because they won the uh, first. If, if there was ever a league that needed to go to a, to, to a full a full league, a full season league, it's the uh, it's the Ascenso, you know, for however long it still remains. Because there's no reason why a, a, a team that won the short season should play in something that is so important, you know, three months down the road. Because you know, you know, they could be in in dead last place and still have that have that ticket. It just seems to me, you know, that is the one place where you should reward consistency is in the in the ascenso. Because you know, how else are they going to be able to compete up at the up at the up at the top level if they don't have that? Just my own personal thing. You know, I'm sad for, for, for teams like, you know, Sacatepec, you know, teams that have, that have made some, some very decent investments in her and are doing it the right way and hoping that, you know, they can build a squad to, uh, you know, be competitive enough to, to compete for that um, one day, you know, and then get them back into the, back into the, they have a really nice little stadium. Uh, they have a great tradition uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the, after these two years, they will open it up because, you know, th- some teams, I think do deserve a shot to get back into the league, like Tampico Madero, and then somebody's and, or make the league for the first time. I think that, that that that's to me is what makes promotion relegation so special. You know, even if it only lasts for a couple of years, you know, so be it. I mean, they got to play in the first division. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully it does uh, it does come. Howard, do you want a promotion relegation to come back in two years? I would. I I, I like I like it, but I mean, if it's done right. Because let's be honest, man. It, it's it's a bit of a joke the way it is now. Well, isn't it the same way they do it in, in Argentina? Yeah, but they don't buy their way back. River Plate went down, and they had to fight their way back up. 
there wasn't two river plates, one in first and one in second. You know what I mean? Right. The way we saw with Veracruz and and even like Puebla when they bought like there was like a three team movement right there and they they bought some some club moved somewhere else and they bought this other team and so I I don't think that should be allowed. I mean what's the point of having it if you could just come right back up? Right. <clears throat> I mean, to me, if if they go up to twenty teams, I think that's fine. Then, yeah. then to me, make then make promotion relegation two teams instead of one. Exactly, and the, and then that I think that also would make the cup more interesting. Yes. Agreed. And and then, yeah. The good thing is, 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 is frankly, as a Pumas fan, the timing couldn't be better to have this. You know, so they should have the suspension, and then Borrón y Nueva Cuenta. You know, from 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 that point forward. And uh, you know, and then whatever happens happens after those two. I mean, <laughs> again, you know, for a Pumas fan, the timing cannot be better because next season would have been the first of of a series of very rough seasons. And, and the reality is, I don't know if Pumas has the has has the legs to. Uh, to make, if they make it through, it's, they're going to barely make it through, or at least be in this for three or four years, unfortunately. Chiquis, I think that you've been uh, pretty pragmatic about about Pumas' situation, and uh, the last three weeks have have not been kind to the eternally optimistic Pumas fans. Sad times. Uh, there was a little bit of hope, but I think it was a, a false hope at the beginning of the season. That, that hasn't been a Star, a Star Wars movie, right? Star Wars, A False Hope? <laughs> false Hope. <laughs> yes. Yes. The last one. The last one? Yeah. Instead of The Last Jedi, it should have been a False Hope. Yeah, you didn't like it, Hoyle? I did not, sir. It's, it rustled. It triggered and rustled. Both at the same time. At the same time? Yes. <laughs> I was like, a, I was like a Stretch Armstrong. It was, it was, you know, it was from different angles. So you came out all stretched out. You're like, oh my god, what did I just walk through? <laughs> <laughs> that that sounded wrong. <laughs> that did that did sound a little strange. <laughs> you don't want to show me your cucumber? Huh. Man, it's been it's been so long since I played that. That's one of my. That's probably my favorite drop. <laughs> than I have on here. Just it just cracks me up every time I hear it. Um. Well, anyway, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Chiki's uh, about about uh, your bringing the bringing the dose of reality juice to all all the Pumas fans and probably including me. So let's have it. Go ahead. And... Uh, even I forget which game it was. I lose. I didn't even start. The game. I don't know if he was not feeling well or what he was, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been bad. Maybe they can change and and get some results here upcoming, but not looking good. Now, for lack of a, of, a, of a better way I will, I will I will counter I will counter I think I'm you know, as, as the eternal optimist uh, Pumas fan I will counter that, that they have been playing well in the cup and you know 
you know, as devastating as as a three game losing streak is, and Liga Mekis a three game winning streak is, is is just as helpful. And uh, you know, just just win win the next one. You know, just just get something going, get get something positive going. And if uh, if if Pumas if Pumas can do that, then I do think that there's there's a chance that they can make the Liga. But if, but if they lose, you know, if they only get like one point out of the out of the next two games, then yeah, uh, I, I agree. They are in uh, they are in serious trouble, and then and of course you know they have Toluca coming up. So 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 it's just uh, you know you know Pumas has a couple of cocos. Uh, Chivas has one. Toluca is the other. So that that that's going to be a challenge. At least at least it's at home for for Pumas to get some points. The week after they have Cruz Azul, so maybe that's oh. <laughs> a breather. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is not, uh, is, is, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so things don't, uh, but again, I mean, Cruz Azul has always been one of those teams that just, uh, you know, can. Speaking of, John, we need to own up. The time, Hoy, of- do we need, uh, can we call time of death on our prediction? Yeah, I think this these three home games, this is when we said, you know, if Cruz Azul was going to go full throttle, this this was it. This three home game stretch, and they and they lose against the weakest opponent of the three, of the three they're gonna face at home, which was Querétaro, and and you know you have like everyone turning on Caixinha, the fans, Lady Azul, everyone, and uh, Lady Azul. When you lose <laughs> Lady Azul, I mean, <laughs> could is it? You know, is it is, it, is, it, is the worst? <laughs> now, which one did you lose? Did you lose this Lady one? Mac- there's a lot. That's Lady Cemento. Here's Lady Machina. Let's see what. Lady Machina. So 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 he's lost already. Lady Lady Machina. That that's terrible. So Hoa, does it, does this allow us a a, a mid season mulligan? I, I don't are know what like, mulligan is. It's for like in golf, right? Now. I'm, oh, I've teed it up. And I hit one ninety yards into the woods, which, frankly, happens often. So I was like, yeah, you know, no, I'll just you know tee up another one. That's called a mulligan, and you, you know, pretend that the first one never happened, and then you, you know, <laughs> if I ever get a oh, good yeah. score on those when I do that, I, I you know, if you ever played play canasta, we had like clean canastas and dirty canastas. I always call those that was a dirty par, you know, not not, not a real par. But go ahead, yes, hold. No, no, I mean, it was, it was a fair shot. I mean, it's they still have some some, but it's it's pretty unlikely. Um, but yeah, um, time to go back to the drawing board, John. Well, no, I don't think I don't think I don't think we do, Joel, because si nos vamos a Puebla, Joel, hay que subirnos al camión ya de una vez, güey. That's <laughs> that's it, to Puebla. Puebla, I mean, I like Puebla, but I feel like they might run out of steam, you know. There's that team that does really good, the little the little train that can right goes over the goes up the hill, but then once up there, that's it. It it spent all its juice, and uh, you know the last who knows, uh, man? the last championship that I saw as a kid before I before I uh, before we uh, immigrated to the states. I, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I should tell you who it, who it was. Oh, go go on. <laughs> it, was, it was it was Puebla. Oh man, with yeah. uh, La, La Puente. 
I don't know. This might have been earlier than that, but I, 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 I don't know if I should tell you who it was that they beat. Yeah, the Colts. <laughs> yeah, it was Chivas. Yeah, and I think that was also the same season where Chivas and America had their crazy fight. Was it that was in the Liguilla, right? Oh man, yeah, Ron would know that. In eighty three. So that was about eighty five. This was eighty three. Three eighty three, yeah. Yeah, no, La Puente came later. He came in ninety one. But but I, I, I like Ojito, so I think he deserves I, I would like to see him win, win another league title. Uh that would be good. I just don't think his team might not be deep enough, you know, later on. Some lesiones or something might hinder them. But so you, you don't want to start the the, 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 the Puebla, ¿por qué no? Can't no, I was looking. This week? No, we'll start the it crystal next ball, week. It's, it's, it's cloudy, the crystal ball. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, man, it's looking like, it's looking like America might arrasar with all the premios, you know? And, and And it's, there's a lot of, talk now of Chiquis. coming back to the national Ooh. team. You think? <laughs> um, when, when they get rid of Osorio after he goes three and out three in, and, in Russia? Yes. No, yeah, but there's there's already. And and this rumor this rumor came a long time ago, and, and I had to give credit to the guy who was Hernan Pereira, and he he called it about was it like two years ago, maybe? When um, when, when Herrera went to Tijuana, because Cruz Azul had offered him a, a sweet contract. And uh, he said that they told him from, you know, from Coapa, they, they gave him the call and they said, don't, don't go to Cruz Azul, man. We're, we're going to bring you back. Just be patient and we're going to reel you back in. And and even, even Herrera says how he turned down some offers. I think it was from Chile. So I think... I think Herrera's home. I think the planets are aligning. He's looking like he might have a pretty successful tournament. Interesting. <clears throat> the return of Piojo. Well, I mean, it's the one job that he that he values most in the world. I mean, he said it. Yeah, and if he wins the league title. And then people are going to remember the the 14 tournament and, you know, whatever. Because I do think, like, if the, if the team does look bad at, at the World Cup, then they're going to need something to, like, ease, ease the fans, you know? Well, what's going to happen is, the, is, is as, as, as Ron so passionately brings us every week, the, 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 the putazo de Faitelson. <laughs> the putazo de Martinoli is gonna is, is gonna become legend if he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, people should start already writing writing those man. I'll, I'll make a whole list. Yeah, because I mean, you could rhyme it with you know, con, con Philadelphia, con Pennsylvania, you know, con <laughs> the city of brotherly love. There's so many things you could do with 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 with, with that. Yeah. So. I mean, I personally, and I've said this uh, numerous times on on this podcast, that I personally, they should have never fired him to begin with. I think you you, you know you 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 find him, you you know suspend him, you know whatever it is, but don't fire him for something like that. You know, suspend yeah, him six months, or you know you know without pay or whatever it is, but but don't fire him. 
I, I agree. I agree. They. But you they know, really this, you, you know, the, the the one thing you can say about that that whole ordeal is that he matured. You know, he turned into into a different coach overnight. I mean, yeah, he gets occasionally, but but he just, you know, he's so much more. Uh, you know, he, he can keep his emotions so much uh, more in check now than, than he did before. But so hopefully that, the you know, and of course with Osorio turning down uh, Femex Foots offer to resign, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, for Piojo, if that's what he wants. And again, you know, the Femex Foots should welcome that because how many coaches that are as good as Piojo are going to ask for that job, are going to ask for it? I mean, it seems like Mexico has to do convincing instead of interviewing when when they when 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 they have when they need to bring coaches in. You know who's who's interviewing whom in those situations. So a guy like Piojo, you know, you you know you know who who wants the job. You know what you, you know the the players love him. You know, you know, there's a reason why uh, Washington Tavares has been has been coaching Uruguay for as long as he has. You know, why can't Bianco be that guy for Mexico? Why, 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 why should it only be a four year process? Or, you know, why not make it an eight, twelve year process? You know, with, you know, with, with a guy that loves doing the gig. Hey, I noticed uh, Jurgen Klinsmann was at the Chivas game at the Clásico. Uh, might be far, far out, but what about him taking over Chivas? <laughs> and this, did, did he did he show up in Guadalajara with with sort of four suitcases full of clothes like Almeida did when he came? Oh shoot! I'd only wish, but Joel does does your does your 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 topo have any news on that on on, on Jurgen? The only the only thing was that. They, you know, they're still talking about having a, a sporting director, uh, you know. So that was one of the things that, because Chivas hasn't hired anyone. You know, there was talk about Galindo, there was talk about Girafa. And not only did Jurgen go see the game, he stayed in the same in the same hotel as the team. So... I think there's a possibility that he might get offered a job. We'll see. We'll see. Did uh, Did you let him use your box, Hoyt? Oh uh, no, I, I have to. I have to uh, disengage. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back, gentlemen. Okay. Hoyt has a very strict policy on who he allows in his luxury box at at, at Chivas games. But. Uh, well, it's probably a good time for us to uh, to wrap it up, though. Uh, but uh, you know, with Hoed stepping off, you know, I, I was I was hoping that we would get his his, his prediction on uh, on who would win. Now that now that we're both officially uh, have, it's like the Hunger Games. You know, your 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 team is officially eliminated. You know, because it isn't necessarily, but they might as well be. Chiquis, uh, is there any hope inside for Pumas? Is uh, what has to happen for for, for Pumas to uh, to climb out of this? How, how many do they have to win in a row? Uh, 
They just have to get one. I, I think they just need to get one win, and Nico needs to score. Um, they they got I think a little bit of confidence in this one levels bop game, right? Yesterday, and maybe that's maybe that's like the Cival type of confidence that Chivas got to go into the Clasico, but um, something needs to happen to where fortunes change because I think the beginning of the season their fortunes were were looking up. They were fortunate on some of those goals and then that totally changed. Like reality came back. Right. Well I mean we also have to understand that that, that they were missing their uh, their 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 Spanish defender uh, last week. I think he was out suspended because he had a uh, yeah. didn't he have two yellows so so he was out. I mean I'm not saying that he's been made that much but 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 it is very noticeable when he's not, even even though when he has played, he has made a couple of just terrible defensive mistakes. Like the ones he made against against uh, Tijuana were inexcusable. I'm just like, you know, that that is, you know, fourth graders don't make that mistake. You know, the, the mistakes that he made. So, uh, you know, personally, like I said, I just, you know, uh, you know, Toluca is always going to be a tough out. I mean, even if you lose this game, at least you know, it, it, if they just start playing better, and you know, if they lose two one or whatever it is, or or you know maybe they they, they eke out a tie. To me, that 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 to me would 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 have uh, put Pumas on a uh, uh, on the start of a good way. But you know, they they need five more points. Uh, you know, to to not have a, a completely disastrous uh, two seasons. Obviously, if if they can get to twenty five, that would be you know that, that's ten points. That might be a little too much to ask for Pumas, uh, considering how many uh, how many how many games they have. I think they can get they five left on the schedule. I think they can get more than five. Well, they have they have uh, Toluca, and then they have Cruz Azul, Necaxa, Monterrey, Puebla, Santos, Querétaro. I mean, that is you know outside of of maybe Necaxa and Querétaro. I mean. I, those are the only ones where I think the Pumas might again in his Liga Mekis. But you know, those have the those are the better chances to win the other ones are yeah. are iffy at best. I mean that 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 is a tough way to close, uh considering how, how well some certain teams have played. Yeah, so I mean again, you know, if they can get the twenty you know, anything to where their average uh, is is between the two seasons, if they can somehow make it to where they can make it to twenty, then I think that they'll be okay for the uh, promotion relegation thing. Even though even though it's cancelled, I mean it'd just be good to solidify that so hopefully uh hopefully they'll be able to get that taken care of yes sir but we had a we had a a, a fabulous show here on the cantina makes podcast we uh had a, a very lively discussion about the conca champions talked a little about uh, uh the future conca tournaments etc so it was a good show tonight uh glad to have you guys on glad to have you on chickies yeah thanks for uh for hosting a great show and uh happy anniversary on the uh I'll, I'll say it's uh, Punyataso, the five uh did that happen today was that was it was that the is it the end of the anniversary of that momentous momentous occasion Joel, i'm glad i'm glad you're able to, to hop back on we were just uh wrapping up the show yes but uh so 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 thank you for coming on Joel. yes always a pleasure to be on the show john and I don't know if uh, if if if, if Profe Camarayas is available. I know he's he's muted, but we'll uh, want to say uh, thanks to him. Also, want to say thanks to Daniel Preciado that joined us earlier. Uh, 
And thanks to y'all for, for, for listening. We do appreciate you here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, again, you can listen to this in the previous editions of the podcast live, or not live, but uh, from the uh, podcast center on iTunes as well as Google Play. You can catch us live every Thursday night. 9.30. If we run a little later, we, we would try and make uh, make a note of that, but we do appreciate the folks that have participated in the chat there. Like us on Facebook. I know that Joel does a real good job of, uh, of, of posting some information there, some news, things that can, uh, little tidbits that you might need throughout the day. So uh, you can like us there, and of course you can also follow us on Twitter, Cantina underscore I'm sorry, Cantina Mekis underscore pod. So we'll... Uh, Say goodnight. Thank you very much. This is John Jagu signing off. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.